Made on Zencaster. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank, you Stank. Hello and welcome once again to Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron. I'm here with Josh. Hello, it's me. It is you and we are talking this week about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And uh, it's it's a fun, it's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to our talk about this one and uh, we've got some we got some trivia here from the top here. Um this this movie is directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Who uh, were selected supposedly uh, by Kevin Feige to direct the film on the basis of their two back to back episodes of Community, uh, which were um, in season two, a fistful of paintballs, and for a few paintballs more, which are both uh, very good episodes of that show. I have not watched any Community, so I can't say. You should. That's I'll I'll, I'll take that in. I'll take that into consideration. That's all I have to say. There's, there's a movie coming, so you know you better watch. You can skip the gas leak year, which is season four. But <laughs> I I know there's a reason that you call it the gas leak year, and I know there is like a, a reason that that's the one I can skip. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, Dan Harmon, who created the show, was fired at the mm-hmm. end of season three. Yep. Uh, and uh, so he had nothing to do with season four, and that's why it's the gas leak year. Right. But he came okay. back for five and six. Well, good. Um, in an attempt to prevent spoilers for this movie and keep secrecy, the working title of this movie while filming was Freezer Burn. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. That's bad. I don't know why that... The- was the, the one they chose? I mean, I know why. I get it. I understand how it I, relates to the movie, but I just... Uh, do you get it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's insensitive at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> While writing the script, there was a big possibility of Hawkeye being in the movie. However, the writers felt that there were too many characters already and they didn't want Hawkeye to be there without any depth. Originally, Hawkeye was sent to hunt down Steve, catching up to him and the two of them fighting. Steve wins but finds Hawkeye whispering to him um, to make his defeat look real, revealing Hawkeye deliberately lost because of Quinjet is recording the whole thing overhead. He also alerts Steve about the tracking device in his suit. They end, They did end up writing a small scene in which Hawkeye and his whereabouts are mentioned, and they shot that scene, but ultimately it was not included in the film. Wow, that's all news to me. Yeah. Imagine, uh, imagine putting a scene in where Hawkeye throws a fight to Captain fucking America. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, oh, uh, I, I'll let you win, okay? Uh, imagine Hawkeye being like later on, yeah, yeah, no, I totally let Steve win that. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure you won. did, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you got some good hits in, buddy. <laughs> uh, Anthony Mackie uh, joins this movie as Falcon. Uh, he... That is correct. 
he um, his appearance in this film f- fulfills his dream of playing a Marvel comic book character. He wrote a series of email pleas to Marvel wanting to play any comic character that would appear on film. Though the studio repeatedly replied to him that they will respond in due time, Mackie's emails caught the attention of producer Kevin Feige, who sub- subsequently offered him the role of Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. Just replied to him, stop calling here. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> Oh, Man, fine. That's. I feel like that and like Simu Liu with um, Shang Chi is just manifesting your dreams. Pretty much into yeah. reality. I need to get Kevin Feige's email. Mm. Yep. Totally agree. This movie is the last. Oh, this is the final bit of trivia before we get into the actual synopsis, which I have before not stuck in. Bought up here <laughs> again. I've forgotten. <laughs> you, you've forgotten the entire format of this podcast. Um. MCU. Okay, all right. <laughs> Why do we even bother with this thing if we can't go to I'm the sorry. fandom wiki? I keep forgetting that fandom is a thing that exists, but now I'll never forget because they bought everything this week. <laughs> yep. Maybe they'll buy us next. Maybe. Let's hope. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I'm enjoying this podcast. I don't want to sell out just yet. <laughs> <laughs> just yet. Um, Yes, this is the, f- the last live-action appearance of uh, the late Gary Shandling. Uh, this movie was his final live appearance on the big screen. His final film role would be in a voiceover in The Jungle Book. Ah, oh, no shit. So there you go. That's all the trivia for now about this movie. Before we start, what do you what do you think about this movie? Is it good? Is it bad? It's, it stinks, right? This is, this is the stankiest movie we've seen so far? Look... I've never had so much trouble coming up with stanks or singular <laughs> Starks for a movie. Mm. This was this was a tough one. Uh, in short, I fucking adore this movie. Mm. I'm I'm not gonna make a secret of it, and I we've, we haven't made a secret of it previously. No. We both really love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it at the top of your current rankings, or is it at the top of just mine? Uh, like. Wait, do you have this as, as the overall number one of the MCU? Captain America is the best MCU movie in my estimation. Okay. Um, no, this... It's up there. I'm not quite sure where, where it lies in my overall MCU I know it's MCU probably ranking. in the top five for you. It's, I'm going to say top ten. Really? I don't know. You monster. I love this. I look, I... When we're, we'll, ta- we'll when we're talking words. about the best movies in the MCU... It's it's hard to really rank them. Okay, look. It's, yeah, look. They, it's like they all offer bits. different things. Yes, it's like little tiny things that put one thing over another. They're all very very good. Like, but yeah, the the best of the best are really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this is one of the very very best of the best. Yeah, in the entire MCU. It's taken us a little while to get there. I feel like. Uh, yeah, we're a up phase in, and a half in. And up until now, it's been uh, it's okay. Been pretty good. There's been yeah. some pretty good stuff. Iron Man three is pretty great. Yeah, uh, Avengers is a lot of fun. It's uh-huh. quite good. Yeah, Captain America and Iron Man, they're fun. Yeah, but compared to this movie, this is the first one that really just knocks that fucker out of the park. Yep, I agree. So with that, let's now talk about the plot of Captain America the Winter Soldier which uh unsurprisingly to me this is easily the longest synopsis we will read so far 
Yeah, I, I want to preface this with, like, I've said before, and I will say again before I die, that Captain America the Winter Soldier is a Metal Gear Solid movie. Uh-huh. And uh, I feel like that synopsis reflects it. <laughs> Absolutely. So here we go. Two years after the Battle of New York, Steve Rogers continues working as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. While out on a morning jog in Washington, D.C., Rogers frequently passes a man who later introduces himself as Sam Wilson, a veteran United States Air Force pararescue trooper who now works as a counselor at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. After the jog, Wilson and Rogers share and bond over their common experiences in adapting to life after each serving tours in the armed forces. That's... The first paragraph. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got yep. it. Perfect. That is... An innocuous line that will become rather enduring and endearing. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you have a stroke? What I think fuck? so. I think I may have just had one. Uh, yes. The, uh, the on your left thing iconic i mean at the time it was like yeah that's a fun thing and like and then they do it at the end too they like they they bring it back yeah they they bring it back and they cement it there as something that's like that is a thing that has meaning and then we won't hear it again for 13 movies sure give or take Uh, that i'm pulling that number out of my ass i do want to point out though the synopsis makes it sound like that's not Steve lapping him multiple times on the same day. <laughs> right. Yeah. It just frequently passes a man. Yeah. It, it yeah. sounds like he's just doing that like uh, every couple of days or so, but no, this <laughs> is definitely him. shot in a way that it's like, no, he's yes. lapping him on the same run <laughs> yes. in a single morning. It starts pretty dark and then gets lighter and lighter. It is, uh, it is obviously the same morning mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's, he's running laps around him easily. Now, He's a fast I, I, I fellow, did, that one. I didn't want to like interrupt too much there because I don't know if you're going to keep going with the synopsis mm. or is this is this our analysis breakdown time? I don't want to break your flow with such a big synopsis. I mean, no, we, we do we do a we do a paragraph and then we talk. Okay, about okay, cool. What we just talked, what I just read. Okay, cool. I really like Washington D.C. It's a nice looking yes. place with a lot of nice monuments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool thing about this movie. It's very like. It's very, I mean, it's government focused, I guess. It's, it's very. Yeah, well, it's um, a it's a political spy thriller type yes. deal. Yes, yeah, exactly. So setting it in Washington makes total sense and it absolutely works for the movie. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it's it's got, there's good buildings and monuments. It's I'm cool. not sure many other MCU movies have such a good sense of place. Like the New York ones are, they're, they're New York, but right. we've all seen New York in movies and been like, yep, that's big city. <laughs> right. I can, I could never tell you if it's actually being filmed in New York or if it's mm-hmm. been filmed in Toronto and has just been made to look like New York. This right. one, maybe it's because I've been to Washington and I actually quite like the place, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing those places on screen. I'm like, I know that place. I've seen it in Fallout 3. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, it's good. And um, from what I was reading earlier, uh, a lot of the movie is shot on location in DC and they tried to use as little CG or green screen as possible during the movie. A lot of it is in camera. So, um, yeah, that's like one of the one of the cool things for me is like that they just they just did it for real. It's just, this is a real fucking movie. 
Yeah, no, that is very cool. You tend to uh, lose a lot of realness to the, I guess, convenience of CG and green screen and all that, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're invaluable tools, but it's just nice knowing that people went to a place and filmed a thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Did you watch this on Disney Plus? I did. Disney Plus has the uh, American to-do list for Steve. Um, So... If you're in Australia and you, Australia. you have access to the Australian uh, version of the movie, uh, you will see the top five things of the US list replaced with Aussie things. Such as? So uh, at the very top is ACDC. Uh-huh. Uh, the, so this is a weird one. The moon landing is replaced by space travel. That is... A weird <laughs> difference. Why would you bother? I don't know. It's like the moon landing is kind of a big deal internationally. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that's only an American thing. I don't know why they felt the need to change it. I, I know there was a big thing surrounding this movie that it wouldn't do well overseas because it is such an American. So America focused? Yeah. But that's. I mean, it's Captain America. It's what Captain the fuck do you want? America. I don't know. Yeah. Like. Anyway, um, the third thing is Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah. Does it have anything in, like, parentheses for Steve Irwin? Mm, I'm not sure. Because I mean, I some of the, the stuff list, on the American list does have parentheses, and I find right. those very funny. Yeah, I don't... Uh, maybe. I, I looked at the image, but I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Yep, is of cool. equal importance to yeah. space travel. Yes, and also Tim Tams. Tim Tams, good man. He knows what he's he, he knows what he's about. Um, I I do have a note regarding the list, and it's that mm-hmm. Steve's list is fucking all over the place. You got major historic events next mm-hmm. to Rocky, a movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and in parentheses it has Rocky Two question mark, <laughs> and then so that's next to Thai food. Why would you? Why would you only? have the first two Rockies in your list, why wouldn't you just have the Rockies as a series? Rocky, yeah, Rocky parentheses series. Yeah. Or there's also, like, Berlin Wall up slash down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a fun list. I, I want to see what's in the rest of Very that notebook. Funny. And I also want to know what the, uh, what the reasoning behind that order is. Like, why is... Why are Tim Tams on that list in any respect? Why is Thai food on the same page as Moon Landing? I mean, I imagine Berlin Wall. I imagine it's just whenever something comes up, he just adds it to the list. I don't it's, think there's any structure to it. It is very, very funny though. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow pulls up in a fucking Stingray that is. Oh my god, that car's so good. It's a very nice looking car. I didn't uh, know what it was, so I'm glad that you've informed me. Well, this is the uh, first Marvel Cinematic Universe film in which vehicles produced by an American car maker, Chevrolet, are fe- featured as part of a product placement deal. Chevy vehicles prominently feature in the movie, including a pre-production uh, Corvette Stingray, which is what Nat's driving, mm-hmm. uh, a Tahoe SUV featuring mm-hmm. a substantial number of shield upgrades, including bulletproof glass and the Would that be drive itself. What? Yeah, okay, that's what Fury drives. Yes. 
Um, a Silverado pickup truck driven by Steve and an Impala driven by Sam. Other Chevy vehicles are plainly visible in some shots, including several of its limited production Volt hybrid vehicles. You know, I didn't notice the Chevy badge on anything except, now that you mention it, Mm -hmm. on Sam's car during the highway action sequence. Yeah, I, I, I noticed it very very plainly in the um the fury scene yeah chase i feel like looking back no knowing that this was like a product (laughs) placement thing now if Uh i watched it i'd be like oh i can't fucking unsee that (laughs) have you ruined this movie for me i hope so (laughs) no uh yes there there is there are some very many chevys in this movie and it's i i saw the saw it on the fury thing i was like oh they must have made a deal because because Nat's driving the Stingray, and then I looked it up, and uh, yeah, all these other ones are also in the movie. There it is. Uh, Goddamn. I like that she rocks up and just immediately roasts Steve. Yes. (laughs) Calls him a fucking fossil. (laughs) (laughs) I like like their rapport in this movie. It starts off kind of antagonistic, uh, and it's still got a little bit of that, like, friendly jabbing. Yeah, by the end, but like they're friends, they they they're jabbing each other, but in a friendly there's, way. There's some there's some like relationship growth there between the two, but like also the chemistry between Mackie and Evans is really good. It feels really natural. Yeah. Those two mm. play well off each other. Yeah, I agree. I think all of the all of those relationships are really good in this movie. Um, but yeah, especially the the Steve and Nat stuff is is very good. On the subject of Nat, though. We need to talk, we've talked about suits before, and uh, the Black Widow suit doesn't really get a big, noticeable change. Right. But her whole thing during the MCU series is, like, comes to every movie with a different haircut. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we feel about the straight, uh, more copper tone hair? Not a fan. Not a fan? Okay, good. I'm not a fan of this. No, yeah, I I don't know. This straight, this this very, very straight hair doesn't work for it, me. it looks more naturalistic than either of her previous haircuts mm, i guess it definitely I mean, looks better than iron man too she obviously doesn't have very straight hair naturally so well, yeah. she is she just going home every night and straight straightening her hair like i it's just weird it's just i, I assume so this I don't is know, the man. only movie where she has this straight hair yeah, and it's a weird look. And also, I don't know if it's just on posters or sometimes, but sometimes I'll catch myself looking at Scarlett Johansson in this movie and I'll just be like, why is she... She looks really tan and yes. her hair looks very copper and the two almost blend at a point and it doesn't look right. Right. And I don't know if that's just on like promotional images or if it's sometimes in the movie because by, th- by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, no, she looks normal. Maybe I've adjusted to it. <laughs> right. Or maybe it just like subtly changed. I'm being gassed the used entire to time. Maybe just got used to it. Yeah. Maybe I just got used to it. But it, it is weird looking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get back to the synopsis. And Natasha Romanoff arrives to take Rogers with her on a mission to rescue the hostages of the shield vessel Lemurian Star, which has been taken over by a group of hired pirates led by George Batrock. Uh, Rogers, Romanoff, and Brock Rumlow arrive with other members of the strike. Wait, that's the, that's that's it. That's the sentence. Just <laughs> you, the you strike. Strike force? No, it just says the strike. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that's why I was like, is it? 
I'm like having a meltdown over then not being extra words there. Uh, eliminate the pirates and rescue the hostages. However, mid-mission, Rogers discovers that Romanoff had gotten her own secret mission from director Nick Fury to extract the shield intelligence from the ship onto a USB drive. A suspicious suspicious Rogers remarks that Romanoff's disappearance nearly jeopardized the mission. All right. Okay. Is Again, that is that really where that paragraph ends? Yeah, I mean that's the end of that sequence. Not with the, okay. <laughs> I don't sure. Know. Uh, yeah, again with Steve and Nat, uh, having, having the convo about dating. And, yeah, really good, uh, like, pre-mission small talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve's barbershop quartet is dead. It's very unfortunately. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. I would, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. Anything with Steve Rogers and music, please, give me. <laughs> uh, and then- Steve's, Steve says, fuck your parachutes. <laughs> yeah, he jumps out and, uh, just- Oh my god, he kicks so much ass on his boat. He's <laughs> it running literally so front fast. Kicks yep. So much ass. A lot of front kick, front kicking. Mate, um, I, I told you that watching this movie this time around took me four hours, and it's only a, yeah. like a two hour movie. Yes. Uh, and a lot of that was me pausing for notes, but even more of that was me rewinding to watch the front kicks again, because <laughs> every single front kick is good. And there are. Okay. We don't go into a single action sequence that doesn't have a front kick of some kind sprinkled throughout. <laughs> the very first one he does, he runs up to a guy, kicks him directly in the sternum, and sends him ragdolling mm. over the side of the fucking cargo ship. Yeah. It is it is picture perfect. That guy is dead. His spine <laughs> is broken. He's floating out to sea without the use of his limbs. He's uh-huh. dead. He's just, dr- just drowning because he can't do shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, Captain America is speedrunning crew expendable. The first <laughs> mission from Modern Warfare. <laughs> I like this. It's fun. I do. This is the um, the beginning of my... Uh, look, I don't hate the action scenes in this movie. I have issues with them. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Most, you might. Mostly to do with the editing. Uh, yep. Because every <clears throat> every time someone hits someone else, it we cuts. Cut. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you, you get it too. Um, I, I understand. I don't have a huge problem with it just because I think, like, my brain is busy filling in the blanks and I'm like, yeah, the thing that I just saw was cool. Even if the editing was <laughs> like, eh. Right. And there's enough good editing in some of the action scenes that brings it back. For you, <laughs> yes, um, for yeah, like I like the setup for a lot of the scenes. I do like the choreography. The editing for me just lets it down a bit. Yeah, uh, that, um, you're not wrong. It is something that I noticed a lot more uh, prominently this time mm-hmm. around. It's something that I usually don't even recognize. Right, but uh, no, you're not wrong. There's some weird cuts. There's a little bit of shaky cam. Yeah, it, it's still highly watchable. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not. It's not off-putting necessarily. It's, it's not, not like, unreadable. It's no. not difficult to watch, but it is. Uh, it lessens the impact of a lot of things. Yes. There's when when he's fighting Batrock, and it's like there's like a really good wide shot. Yes, that's one of the ones I was going to mention. <laughs> yeah, but then it just keeps cutting in. Like it, it would have been so much cool if they just stayed on the wide shot. And just like just followed it, followed them like backwards and forwards, rather than cutting in on. It's just, 
it pissed me there's off. a lot of unnecessary <laughs> like it's a bit too busy you did yes. too much yeah um man i i'm not normally like a kick guy i am a, i am a punch man i'm a big <laughs> okay. fan of punches all right in my action uh-huh. there's some really good kicks going on here and like part yeah. of that is they brought in fucking gsp to be batrock yes exactly like, you brought in a fucking mma guy to do cool mma shit <laughs> right but steve steve gets to do that fucking backflip thing he does yeah, back, yeah the weird like running kick. flip kick yeah that was cool <laughs> i don't even know how that works but it looks so fucking sick and that's the one time where they actually did stay on the whole, the whole shot, the whole kick. Yeah. Um, they get, yeah, they give you that big good. wide angle, and yeah. it's all very, very easily readable. It's it's so mm-hmm. good. Um, <laughs> Black Ops Rumlow looks like a chump next to Steve. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking like parachutes in and shoots that one guy after Steve's taken out an entire platoon of pirates. Mm-hmm. What do you what, what do you think? What do you think of the stealth suit? It's a good suit. I like that suit. It's a very fucking good suit. That is, I have got here. The stealth suit is sexy as fuck. It's not my favorite. <laughs> it's not my favorite because it doesn't have enough red. But like, right. I I love a utility suit, a, yeah. a suit with a purpose, and that's mm-hmm. some good shit right there. This movie has lots of good suits. Yeah, yeah, it I does. Think, I think I think his suits are all pretty good in this movie. Yes. Um, remember when we were watching Captain America: The First Avenger, and you were like, mm-hmm. "Super jumping! He never super jumps again." <laughs> yeah, he, he super jumped. You're gonna hear about it every time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's a bit where he's like parkouring up the ship, and he's like, "Yep, fucking step kicking off walls and shit." He's super mm-hmm. jumping. He's of course super he is. jumping. Yep, that's. I'll never leave that down. But um, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> let's uh, go back to the synopsis. Back in the no, absolutely not. I have more. Oh god. Okay. Widow using a man as a grappling anchor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> killing an entire group of guys is fucking baller. So when it ca- when it came to the action scenes, I was just watching them, just going, "Yeah, this is fucking cool," and I didn't write down a whole lot. So <laughs> I do. I do That's that also why this took me of... four hours. Right. Um, uh, yes. The the Black Widow stuff on the boat is also very good. But do you find it weird that she's somehow the loudest out of everyone? <laughs> I guess. Like, like, Cap's going around beating the shit out of dudes in open areas, so there's not a lot of echoing. He's, right. you know, he's getting his punch noises in. Mm. Rumlow and the Black Ops guys are taking dudes out silently, all fucking covert Black Ops <laughs> She's just making Widow, as much noise as possible. She's, like, shooting down that fucking ladder, uh-huh. and all you hear is ping, 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 <laughs> as all the fucking bullets ricochet off everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, everyone's in position and Steve's calling her on the mic and she fucking yells out, give me a minute! <laughs> and then beats the fuck out of three guys. <laughs> it's like, Nat, you're the spy. You're mm-hmm. the super secret stealth one. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it it's, works for me. It's fun. It's very funny. I Look, if I wasn't scrutinizing this fucking movie, I wouldn't mm-hmm. bring it up, but it is right. very funny to me. Uh, Shh. Did Steve decapitate Batroc's second in command? <laughs> I don't remember. Because he fucking throws that shield through the window. Batroc dives out of the way, and that guy oh, right, standing yeah, yeah. behind Batroc <laughs> is no longer there. <laughs> and, and the fucking shield is lodged in the wall real deep. Right. Maybe. Steve doesn't give a fuck. Oh, he really doesn't. Um, no fucks to give. Uh, uh, my last real bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got a couple of small bits. Uh, Nat and Steve for the team explosion save. 
That's fun. Like he picks yep. her up and they dive she through. Shoots. She's shooting the glass. That's yep. some cool shit. I love teamwork. Uh, do they paint the shield for stealth missions? I don't know. Because it looked real like silver instead of red, white, and blue. Oh, I didn't. But I didn't notice. Uh, and uh, Batrock is the ideal handling of a D-tier villain. No one fucking cares about Batrock no. the Leaper. Yeah, no. Did you know he was Batrock the Leaper? That's I his comic that. book yes, name. I'm aware of that, yes. But it's I'd... fucking stupid. No one gives a shit about Batrock. Don't but, like, care about him at all. Low-level, early film threat, still gets to do cool shit. That's how you yeah. handle a fucking D-tier villain. For sure, yeah. Um, um, and, yeah, um, the, the thing goes off and... Uh, and... Steve's like you blaming Nat for it and Yeah, she's like, That's my bad. And he's like, You're damn right it is. And yeah. She's she's super upset. You can I tell know. by her face she's so upset about disappointing big brother cap. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh it's good. I like again, I like the relationship between them in this yeah, movie. It's like character. Yeah. It's good. It's like characters and they do shit. Yeah. Wild. Back of the Triskelion, Rogers is angry with Fury for lying to him. Fury, as a sign of trust, takes Rogers to the basement where he introduces Rogers to Project Insight. Project Insight consists of three next-generation S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarriers that will be launched into the air and connected to Project Insight satellites at 3,000 feet in the air to neutralize enemy hostile targets. Fury tells Rogers that S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the world as it is, not as we like it to be. But Rogers responds that this isn't freedom, this is fear. Metal Gear. Oh, it's so Metal Gear. <laughs> I, I didn't bring it up last time because, like, I've I've got all movie to do it. But right. like the first the first stealth mission is just Big Shell as fuck. Uh huh. It's Big Shell and the intro to Metal Gear Solid Two rolled into yes. one. Yeah. It's oh, it's good. <laughs> uh, I love me some Metal Gear. I've got written down here. Look at all this big dumb Metal Gear shit. <laughs> Look at all these Metal Gear. And in in parentheses, pro- uh, Project Inside. <laughs> Um, the Triskelion is fucking huge. Yes. Illegally so. <laughs> right. You cannot build a building that tall mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. I don't know the exact reason, but I know you can't. Okay. <laughs> well, S.H.I.E.L.D. can, so... Uh, Look, if this... anyone could, I guess it would be them. Uh, this is... Yeah, this is weird. I don't know. Fury... Fury seems kind of dumb sometimes. Like, for a smart guy, he seems kind of dumb. I mean, I, I guess he's just so used to having all the facts and being the one in control. Right. right? So, like, how could this plan possibly backfire when <laughs> we're the ones with, a, with their hand on the button, right? I guess. <laughs> but it's and just like... this is actually part of my problem with the movie. This will come up later with my fucking stanks. Mm-hmm. Um... Project Insight is a cool big bad villain thing, mm-hmm. but it is undermined somewhat by the fact that Fury's like, no, this is a good idea. Right, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Is like Nick Fury is is totally on board for this. These three heli carriers with fucking a billion guns on them, just going mm-hmm. out and shooting at people. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? This doesn't make any sense for Nick Fury. And, like, this is before, like, it's revealed to what extent they can eliminate targets. Right. Uh, it's still pretty bad. Yeah. Either, it's not even, great. Yeah, even before that, it's it's not a good idea. No. No, it's not. 
Um, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Yep. It's technically true, I guess. <laughs> uh, I put here, uh, might be the worst and the best foreshadowing and payoff in MCU <laughs> history because of how much it doesn't, it's just lame it's as fuck so, it's so insignificant <laughs> and it sets up for that one movie just like oh when is this when it happens is this right. when it happens and like for that i think it's really really good but it is very silly <laughs> uh, um, very dumb. I, I like the continuity of the repulsor engines on project insight helicarriers mm-hmm. being a result of stark getting stuck in a fucking turbine <laughs> yes that's very good yeah, I've got a line here. Fury, this seems overtly excessive. What the fuck are you doing? I just put these guns seem excessive. Because <laughs> like there's you're not even heaps of it. them. There's so many guns. Um. Yeah, no, this, they're like 90% gun, those helicarriers. I'm pretty yeah. sure they don't have seats. No, just guns. Uh, Steve's anti-authoritarian streak on full display this time around. A lot of people will point to this movie as being the one where Captain America got cool, where he started, you know, mm. questioning the rules and shit. But I yes. posit that he's always done he's it. He's kind of always done it, yeah. He's always done it. This time it's just more, uh, it's less black and white. The rules he's following are less clear cut. You're not fighting Nazis. You're not fighting space aliens. You're fighting the system. Yeah, I've put and good so, guy Steve continuing his trend of doing the right thing even when it goes against the people he's supposed to be working with. Exactly. Um, so that's that's always been there. It's just, you know, the the rules are a little more front and center this time. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Later, Rogers visits the Captain America exhibit at the Smithsonian Institution and also visits an elderly Peggy Carter who is suffering from a form of dementia in a retirement home. He also meets with Wilson again after watching him speaking during the end of a session for veterans with PTSD. Meanwhile, Fury discovers that the data on the USB is inaccessible. He informs Alexander Pierce, who had just concluded a meeting with the World Security Council about the hijacking of the Lemurian Star. Fury asks Pierce to make a formal request to the Council to delay Project Insight due to Fury's rising suspicions. Yes, that is all... Factual. Good job, synopsis. The aging on Peggy it's... is weird. Yeah. Yeah, old Peggy is a bit uncanny, and I think it's the eyes and the teeth. Yeah, I've put the eyes and the mouth, because, I don't know, the way her mouth actually moves just looks very off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, I appreciate that they've got her here, because as, as a moment, mm-hmm. it is uh, it is just fucking heartbreaking. Yes. I don't like seeing old people sad, it turns out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's really distracting. It's yeah. really distracting. On, uh, the, uh, aging? Oldening? I don't know what the fuck aging. Aging, that's, you know, that's a word. <laughs> so you're already way, way further than I am. I just, I, they should have just had an, an older just lady. Just cast an older lady, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't Look, matter if, if it's, it's the same enough- actor or not, it's... If it's good enough for Howard Stark, it's good yeah, enough exactly. for Peggy Carter. Exactly. It, it, and yeah. Howard Stark's one isn't even that much older. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would have just, yeah. It's just off-putting a little bit. I mean, it's fine. It, it kind of works. It's just It like, gets the job done. I've seen worse effects yeah. in other movies, but 
And I, I do like Haley Atwell, so I'm glad mm. she got paid. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Uh, Fury, you can't just direct to override everything. <laughs> he absolutely you'd think, can. You'd think that you could. No, well, apparently he fucking can't. I mean, not right now. He could have <laughs> back in the day. This doesn't, this doesn't usually happen. No, exactly. Um, Robert Redford as mm. Alexander Pierce. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like him a lot. For the first third of this movie, he's actually kind of, he's got like a friendly kind of vibe to him. Well, yeah. And he's supposed to be. Uh, he's totally trustworthy. Like, yes. I know what the twist in this movie is. You know what mm. the twist in this movie is. Most yeah. of the people listening probably know what the twist in this movie is. Right. I, and if you don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've spoiled this for you. But This uh, isn't the show to listen to. <laughs> yeah, Watch the movie the first. Movie. And then join the discussion. Send us questions. Yes, do <laughs> that. Um, Stankpod yeah, no. at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> Is it really that? Jesus. Yes, Stankpod. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I totally buy that he's like a genuine friend of Fury's. He's warm. He's friendly. Mm-hmm. But he's like also like take no crap from the World Security Council. You know, he totally plays the part of a good guy. Well, yes, he does. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's better at the being nice guy than being a bad guy. Um, because much like some other recent villains, he's just kind of there. Yeah, I. It's not a huge problem I have with the film. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't really have a strong main villain. Like, right. I, I know there the, is the movie a... is named after the Winter Soldier, but to right. call the Winter Soldier the main villain of He's, this movie, yeah, no, you're the... missing the point. He's a henchman. Right. He always yeah. has been. He always mm-hmm. will be. Well, yeah. While well, he's a Winter Soldier. Um, and there is there is a bigger villain at, you know, at play, uh, as in, like, the organization of HYDRA. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Pierce And and this movie has, uh, what, three named villains from the comics? Mm Mm-hmm. And none of them really fits the slot of, like, a big, big bad, even Mm -hmm. though, you know, Winter Soldier does admirably standing in in, like, the the big action sequences and the big final... Like, as far as the action stuff goes and as far as character arc stuff goes, Winter Soldier... Pulls more than just his own weight. He pulls the weight of every villain on the team. Um, but yeah, they don't really have a good f- focal point for the mastermind, I guess. Right. Uh, when um, Steve goes to see Sam, and mm-hmm. uh, Sam is uh, asking if he's like thinking of getting out or whatever, and he mentions uh, doing ultimate fighting or something. I was, I was like, oh yeah, I'd love to see like a what if episode where Steve joins the UFC. Yeah, yeah, he just That'd be gives great. up the life and uses his superpowers <laughs> for personal gain. <laughs> yeah, that's I'd, I'd be into that. I'd watch that. Um, uh, him, Steve, laying out that he doesn't really know what he'd do outside the military and doesn't mm-hmm. even know what makes him happy anymore is right. Fucking awful. Right. I hate that. I think it's... Let my big Labrador superhero man be happy, goddammit. It's very true to life, like uh, how people in the military end up feeling. Yeah, sure. 
it's um it's it's kind of real <laughs> it's which is kind of crazy but um i'm glad they went there and uh, they've got sam talking to other veterans and stuff and yeah like actually shining a light uh, even if briefly on you know post traumatic stress yes type deals and yeah all all the issues that come bundled up in that Yes, very good and handled well too. Like they don't dive into it, right? But they don't mishandle it. No, I think it's it's very um, respectful, which is good. And then we get the car chase. Uh, so here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, Fury goes to see uh, Pierce. And uh, yeah, they got a, they got a relationship. They're friends. They're friendly. Um, and Pierce is like, get Iron Man to come to my niece's birthday party or something. Daughter's yeah. birthday party. My niece's um, birthday, and you can't just do a flyover. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's got to mingle. And the Fury's face is just like, ugh. All right. This fucking guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is where you start to see things uh, falling apart. Fury can't access anything. He's like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, yeah, it's the... it's a nice little bit of like spy thrill attention. Mm-hmm. It's good. The, there aren't, hmm, I don't know how to word this. Uh, there's a lot of different subgenres of superhero movie within the MCU. You've got your fantasy, you've got your fucking tech thriller or tech espionage shit. Yep. Um, and then this one is a full-on action spy thriller. Yep. And it does it really well. It feels fresh inside the MCU. Nothing really yes. does this. And they don't... Like, aside from the Thor movies leaning into the, the fucking high fantasy shit, mm-hmm. nothing really goes as hard as fully as this does into its genre. Yes. For sure. This is one of... Th- for for me, like out of the entire MCU, like this is one of the most like like well structured, like well paced movies. Like everything just feels like it. It's um in the in nothing's out of place. Like um yeah, it's 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 really well structured and and fits the genre it's aiming to fit into. Yep, it flows well. There's a rising sense of tension as things go mm. on. The reveals are in the right spots. The action's just spaced apart just well enough. Yeah. Um, you're never bored. You're always intrigued. Nope. There's always a question that needs to be answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then there's, and then when the questions aren't being answered, there's cool shit to look at. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's great. Fury leaves a Triskelion is, and is in. They put in route. On route? Nope, they've put in route. As in I-N? I-N. Oh. Oh, God. Fandom person. (laughs) I think they just host the wikis. I think technically anyone. Someone else. Someone else has written it. But yeah, I'm going to blame fandom for everything. Jerks. Buy us. (laughs) (laughs) Buy us, you cowards. Drew leaves a dress gallery and is on route to meet Maria Hill when he's attacked by assassins impersonating policemen. He gets away, suffering a broken forearm, but is then soon stopped by a masked man in the middle of the road who shoots a disc grenade under Nick Fury's SUV, flipping it. 
However, before the masked man gets to Fury, he manages to use a high-tech device to cut through the vehicle and straight and escape into the sewers. Cool. That's that's a cool sequence of events right there that you described. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is. It's a very good car chase. The the way they're trying to get into the car and he's with this super battering ram uh-huh <laughs> the one and that he's... drills into the ground uh-huh and he's like uh, no just wait just wait and then he's like now and then the fucking minigun or whatever it is comes yeah. up and he's oh it's so fucking cool he's got his like passenger seat turret it's so fucking sick mm-hmm. nick fury doesn't often get to do cool shit right but when he does it's <laughs> fucking cool like him shooting down that fucking jet in Avengers with the rocket launcher. Yep. That's pretty fucking cool. It doesn't uh-huh. compare to anything nope. he does in this movie. <laughs> no. And, like, everything he does in this movie amounts to this one scene, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It, he's, he's very fucking cool. And you notice that the car's cool. just like, the car's just like, uh, systems down, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it says it can't fly, like the flight systems are down. <laughs> yeah, I've written here, wish we got to see the car fly, but it's yeah, a good yeah, callback. Yeah. Um, it's a really nice reference, but it's a uh, good also, reference, and also oh, been stupid. <laughs> Shield, well, Agents of Shield has flying cars. I know, so. but Agents of Shield is not Winter Soldier. They they do not share a tone. <laughs> they don't share a tone. They do share a storyline. I do feel like having that car just up and fly out of there would have fucking killed the tone of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, you're right, but still, <laughs> it still would be cool. <laughs> It would have. I would have fucking died laughing. Um, I, I like that when the car's listing off things that don't work. Fury's like, okay, what do we have? And it lists the air conditioning. You're right. Well, what is it with the AI in this fucking universe? And it's Did Tony Stark program this? Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I like Winter Soldier with that magnet grenade thing that he... So, and then... And then the car flips and he just like steps out of the way <laughs> like he barely moves he doesn't give a fuck they say cool guys don't look at explosions cooler guys barely move out of the way when the explosions are coming towards them <laughs> right. his entire introduction it might be one of the coolest in the mcu yeah, like you've got really fury good. driving down you've got the shot from inside the car the focus is on the like broken windscreen and mm-hmm. then focus shifts from the windscreen to winter soldier standing in the middle of the street yeah. and as it does that the sound fades out goes all mm-hmm. bassy and you get the the first little bit of winter soldier screech <laughs> yes and oh, i love that audio screech it's <laughs> so good like i can't think of a single audio cue in any of the marvel movies that has that effect on me where i'm just like yeah shit's getting hype <laughs> On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Ooh, that's God. a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite that. It's not quite there. No. It, uh, it's close, but not quite. There's but a yeah, few... He, he uh, looks so fucking cool. He's got a he cool does. outfit. He's got his cool mask and goggles. And as you said, that grenade launcher, that mine thing, mm-hmm. that thing's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, there's there's like three moments for Winter Soldier, whereas they're like all reveals and they're all really cool. Is like it's this one, uh, and then uh, when he grabs the, when he catches the shield, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's then the close up on his face or on he, his masked face. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then when when the mask finally comes off and you you see it's Bucky, it's like yeah. Each of these shots, like really. Uh, 
show the reverence for the character that yeah. this fucking movie needs to consider it's named after him. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, okay, does... Fury's got a lightsaber. I have to assume it's Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. <laughs> he cuts through the fucking street. He does. How yeah. thick are roads? I, I don't know. I was... So, un- until I just read then that he that he apparently went into the sewers, mm-hmm. I was like, does does this... How does this tunnel system work? Does it just go straight down? Like, how far does he need to go to get like, like and it's such a small into a manhole i don't think he did <laughs> no and it seems like such a small hole too like what the f- how is how is he getting de- this is very look i'll suspend my disbelief <laughs> but it's very weird <laughs> like <laughs> i had to like pause it on that scene just like how fucking thick is that road what did he use to cut because you never see the actual item in use no. you only see after the fact Right. So yeah, I have to. Uh, I have to assume it's like a four foot long lightsaber. And it's even worse later when it gets a similar thing gets used again, yes. and more people are involved with that one. It's yes. Like how the fuck? Anyway, it's a handy little tool. It is, I guess. Um, Rogers arrives at his apartment, and after talking to his neighbor, he becomes suspicious when he hears that his stereo is still on. No, no, he left Fallout 3 playing really loud. (laughs) He sneaks in through the window and finds the injured Fury sitting in a chair in the dark. He tells Rogers that his wife kicked him out while communicating through written text on his phone that his story is misdirection because they are being eavesdropped upon. Fury tells Rogers that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised before being shot several times by the assassin from earlier standing on the adjacent building fury gives the usb drive to rogers and tells him not to trust anyone before falling unconscious rogers neighbor smashes in the door revealing herself to be agent 13 who had been tasked by fury to keep an eye on rogers he then pursues the masked man jumping through the window into the next door office building he throws his shield at the masked man on the rooftop but is surprised when the man is able to catch the shield with his cybernetic arm and throw it back before jumping off of the building and disappearing I forgot how hard Fury gets got. <laughs> he, he gets... Oh, th- he fucking gets rocked by those shots. Holy I shit. I know, and it's like... There's there's no way anyone saw that and was like, oh, he's going to live. Like, they, they make it very clear that he's going to fucking die. Yeah, look, before they even show him die, yeah. which they do... <laughs> they do. You are definitely in the cinema thinking, oh, God, did they just kill Nick Fury? <laughs> He's what? fucking dead, bro. He's dead as shit. Um, Steve, surprisingly good at flirting. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Like that, that's a smooth line. How much is it going to cost me to use your washing machine? A cup of coffee. That's right. a nice line. <laughs> what I, what I want to know is, what's the point? This is like so contrived with this bit of dialogue. Uh, she's like, oh, you left your stereo on. <laughs> Like, like we need to let the audience know that we could some- hear that probably. Yeah, like just have him walk into the room and be like, what, "What's that music coming from?" Or Maybe whatever. a Dutch like, angle. A du- yeah, a Dutch angle will do it. That a Dutch angle will fix everything. It's just like <laughs> just ask Kenneth Branagh. Oh, you left your stereo on. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think by that point, nosy Nelly over here. Like, he's well. I mean, she's a spy. Uh, he doesn't know he's that got yet. a he's got a hand on the doorknob. At that point, you probably hear it. 
yeah. to just, you know, shift diegesis a little bit, let us hear the music, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, something's not quite right. Mm-hmm. And that's is, when you hit them with the Dutch angle. <laughs> is that the same song from the end of Endgame? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it is, um, but I could not confirm right this second. I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, like, uh, mostly because I don't recall what the song is from the end of Endgame. When I think it is, though, yes. Yeah. Fury got wrecked. Uh, I, I liked. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> That's just the next thing I had. I said, "Is that the music from the end of Endgame?" Yo, Fury got wrecked. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I really jumped ahead on my notes because I had to go back to uh, Cap flirting. But like the biggest note I have on this page is, "Goddamn, Fury gets got." <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, I like this again. Uh, this scene of Fury in the dark and the suspicion, and, and you've got all like the spy double speak happening, where yeah. Fury's saying one thing, but his like fucking phone says another thing. Mm-hmm. And Steve's good. Steve's trying to like still ask questions, but keep Don't it play about. Along. He's yeah, that's good. Um, and then when. Fury gets got, and oh, this is so cool. This is like the, so fucking cool. He, Steve goes, "Tell them I'm in pursuit," and then the, the music, the music drop, and he jumps out the window. Just fucking launches himself. Yeah, it's so fucking badass. Him running through that adjacent uh, like office building, mm-hmm. fucking leaping over tables, smashing through doors, like putting the shield up just to ba- uh, bash through doors. Mm-hmm. Is so good, and he's running so fast he can't even stop himself when he's turning a corner. He bashes into that and leaves a big shield imprint <laughs> yeah, in the wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say before we don't get a lot of car chases in the MCU, but the Nick mm-hmm. Fury one is a lot of fun. I feel like we don't get a ton of foot races either. Like, mm. there's not a whole lot of chasing going on in the MCU. It's mostly just battle, battle, battle. Uh, there's but, decent amount of chases. I mean, there's a lot of sky chases with Iron Man. Uh, Falcon. Black sort of Panther's got a chase. Black Panther does have one, but that's there's a little while before we get there. Um, surely Guardians has Age a... of Ultron has one. Yep, Age of Ultron. I don't recall it being that good, but it's uh, there. Well, yeah, we're not talking about good. We're just talking about chases oh, in general. Sure, sure. But I mean, like in terms of action movie quotas, I feel like the MCU comes up short on car chases, right? I'm not going to agree, because I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair enough. That, that, Ant-Man the Wasp. That might just be me. Mm, uh, they do have one, and it's quite good. Yeah, it's a really good one. Fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll rescind that statement until later, until <laughs> more evidence comes up to support my argument. I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to mention it, now that you're mentioning all, all of my... <laughs> I know, bullshit. but I, I, I didn't say there are no car chases. I said, I feel like there aren't many. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so the Cap Winter Soldier chase is very good. I love that musical mm. signature for Winter Soldier. The screech yes. it never gets old. Uh, the shield throw catch return mm. throw catch and slide is yep. just so good. Very good. It, I'm upset at how good it is. <laughs> like you could have just had uh, Winter Soldier throw the shield back mm. and had him have like had Cap catch it and be cool right. but instead you really just emphasize how fucking strong winter soldier is by having him slide back a few feet and really <laughs> brace himself against that yeah. shield uh it's fucking cool man 
it's yep. Yeah. Winter Soldier's cool. Steve's cool. Winter Soldier is so fucking cool. <laughs> I don't think they've ever like nailed a character so perfectly from comic to screen. Yeah, but there's also not there's not much to him. He's just kind of he's just kind of a badass. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm I mean, okay it, I mean in this movie, out. anyway. Obviously, later on they they dig deeper into I, the psychological they, stuff, but they do give him a little bit of the the conflicting emotions, yes. you know, later on. Mm-hmm. But for now, he's just a mysterious badass. Who could he be? <laughs> Who could he be? We may never know. We may never know. We definitely won't find out in this movie ahead of time because shadows are bad. <laughs> right. Uh, Fury is taken to a hospital in critical condition. His heart stops during surgery. After the doctors fail to revive him, his body is collected by Maria Hill. Rumlow tells Rogers he is wanted at the Triskelion for an urgent meeting. Feeling suspicious, Rogers quickly hides the USB in a vending machine and leaves. At the Triskelion, he is questioned by Pierce, who says he is one of Fury's oldest friends and wants to know who killed him. Rogers does not trust Pierce and says nothing about the USB or the circumstances of Fury's death, merely reiterating that Fury said not to trust anyone. He leaves Pierce to go to the hospital. While in the elevator, Rogers is joined by Rumlow and several strike operatives and soon realizes that they are there to capture him. He fights the attackers and successfully knocks them all out before jumping out of the elevator to avoid arrest. After landing, he drives away on his motorcycle and disables an attacking Quinjet. Pierce then declares Rogers a fugitive to be taken out by S.H.I.E.L.D. for withholding information on Fury's death. Later, Pierce turns out to be working with the masked man and shoots his house cleaner, Renata, for accidentally (laughs) seeing the two men talking together in his home. It's funny. So all of these... Rip to a real one. All of these have... Like links to pages about yes. characters. Does Renata have Renata a page? has her own page. Yes, justice <laughs> for Renata. Uh, oh. Her top quote is, "I'm going to go, Mister Pierce. You need anything before I leave?" Oh my god, that's so stupid! <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, I love the internet. Renata, species human, <laughs> citizenship American. <laughs> Sorry, species human made me fucking lose it. Holy shit. Gender female. Date of death, early 2014. That's not a date. (laughs) Just early. Was that that it for your your synopsis paragraph? Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to read Renata's page. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I can't. I can't bemoan you that. Uh, That's funny. Um, So, Steve... Steve's a soldier. Steve's not a great spy. Sure is. Uh, but putting the, USB, putting the USB in a vending machine does stop him from taking it straight to the bad guys. So, you know, that's a point. Yes. But you get that point taken away because you put it in a fucking vending machine. <laughs> yes. Like, Someone will eventually get it. You better have chosen the least popular item in that machine, Cap. Hubba bubba. Not you fucked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like... Even if no one buys enough to accidentally get it, they're going to get to a point where they see a USB in the fucking machine and be like, well, what the fuck is that? I'll pay, like, <laughs> what is it, five bucks to get the items right. in front of that? Yeah, exactly. Not a great and, plan. <laughs> not not ideal, no. Um, As Tony Stark would say. Itself. Yeah, I feel like, like maybe that should get a 
Yeah, I should I should make that. Yeah, for sure. I'll do that for next week. <laughs> Not a great plan. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll become come useful for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> um there are moments during the Pierce Rogers like face to face that almost feel I don't know if this is intentional, but it almost feels like Pierce is fishing for Rogers to sort of flip on Fury. Like like he's trying to turn him against him by painting Fury yeah, as I, like a bit of a dirtbag. Right. Yeah. I get I I've always wondered what the actual point of this scene is like what he's actually trying to do and i guess that makes sense i maybe maybe pierce has the same uh the same assumption that a lot of the audience did going into this where cap's a goody goody he goes he he plays by the rules so you know pierce is his boss he's gonna tell his boss everything right um but there's bits where he's like explaining how oh it was actually fury who hired Batroc the Leaper and the pirates to board that vessel and get that information. Mm. So what the fuck? And then he he leaves it for a second and Steve's like, are you trying to imply that Nick Fury is a traitor? And um, Pierce like stops for a beat and he's like, no, why why do you think we're talking? We were friends. Like he sees that Cap's not going to flip on him. So he's like, okay, now I've got to play this different. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Um, Shield slash Hydra. Is it really easier to have your elevator be voice activated? Push a fucking <laughs> button, you lazy shits. <laughs> You've got the buttons there. I've seen them at the end of the scene. <laughs> um, just the sheer amount of people who keep walking in is enough to know that some shit's about to go down. Like, you see him, like, looking at the guy with the hand on his gun or, like, mm-hmm. looking at the guy with the Who's sweat sweating. dripping down his face it's like the fact that nobody's going oh i'll just wait for the next I'll one i'll get the next one yeah like that's that's enough to know that shit's no, about to go down aaron not everyone is as socially incompetent <laughs> as we are <laughs> not every not everyone has to wait for their own elevator there's a lot of people in that elevator and they are very big guys so like yeah what's what's the weight limit on this thing <laughs> cap's not a small boy muscle weighs more than fat um <laughs> I will say the build to the elevator fight is very good. There's mm-hmm. like more agents piling in. There's the details of the guy touching his gun, the sweat drop. And like, obviously they're there to call attention to something being wrong. But then there's like the scene just after everyone's in mm-hmm. where it the focus is on Steve. Yep. And in the unfocused area around him, you can see everyone sort of shuffling into place to surround him in this tiny glass box. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's fucking great, and he's just like, I see what's happening here. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, very good fight. There's a great yeah. fight scene. They're trying would to you, like cuff would him. You and say, then... Would mm-hmm. you say it's the most? Uh, would you say it's the best action scene in the movie? It's up there. I, I would say that a lot of why it's the best is because the editing isn't like old choppy and cutty and all over the place. Not as bad as it was earlier. No, I, I it has its moments. Like, it doesn't have any wide shots because you can't really have a wide shot true. in the scene. That's true. But uh, for like considering the space, I think it's mm-hmm. remarkably better edited. Yeah. It's a great scene. 
it's also iconic to the point that you know they they made a callback in Endgame to it. Yeah, uh, so a fun thing I it. found out mm-hmm. uh, apparently apparently in Endgame the time heist was supposed to take them to the Triskelion. Right. And that scene, I guess, would have been there in the same elevator, but instead they kind of transplanted this scene into Avengers for okay. that moment. Right. That's cool. Um, yes, it's a very good scene. I, I look, the Nick Fury car chase thing is, is too cool. To, I, I probably would put the, the car, that car chase above this, but this That's is a very, very close second. It's very inventive. I don't think of, yeah. like, there's very few fight scenes I can think of that use such a small space so effectively with so many dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's a lot of cool stuff happening. Steve's getting fucking tased. Romulo's <laughs> yeah. saying shit like it's not personal. Right. It very clearly is. Um, so, everyone else in S.H.I.E.L.D. who isn't Hydra... Mm-hmm. Do they think that Cap killed Fury? Is that what the story is here? Uh, it's... Okay, so I feel like the guys in the shield, uh, in the fucking elevator, are all Hydra. They have yes. to be. They're yeah. in on it. But the storyline after is all Pierce being like, well, Captain America's hiding secrets from us. So mm. he doesn't outright say it, but I guess he implies and everyone infers that if Cap didn't kill Fury, he knows something about it. Right. So we need to get him. Hmm. Um, there's a weird shot of Steve, like, opening the elevator doors midway, like, after he cuts the cable, which, first of all, he fucking cuts the cables with the shield. That shield yes. is sharp as fuck. He <laughs> 100% decapitated <laughs> Batroc's second-in-command. There's, um, I don't know if you've seen Corridor Digital. They, they did a, it was a while ago, but they, they did, like, a re-edit for... Um, the beginning of uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. and they've they've just added in people just getting cut in half by <laughs> by Cap Shield and blood just going everywhere. It's hilarious. It's like that is absolutely what would happen if this was real. <laughs> yeah, I do find myself questioning like the physical properties of the shield more and more as we go on. <laughs> right. Is it sharp? Is it dull? Should it bounce like that? Because it gets stuck in a lot of things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we see later on that it is very clearly capable of cutting someone in half. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, there's a weird shot after he cuts the cables with the shield and the elevator emergency stops itself between two floors. Mm-hmm. He like pulls open the door, sees right. there's a bunch of agents coming to get him and then closes it again. <laughs> yeah. There's something fucky about the scene, uh, about the shot where he closes the door. Hmm. Like, something about the speed that it shot at, or... It looks like it's been sped up slightly. It's... I can't Maybe they quantify reversed it. it. Maybe? Maybe. Because it's the, it's the close-up on his face as he shuts it from the outside. Hmm. Something about the speed of that scene looks fucking off. Hmm. And I can't put my finger on it. I'll have to pay more attention. I'll have to rewatch it again. It, yeah, it's always something that looks jank as fuck to me. Um... Steve, fuck Gravity Rogers. <laughs> Continues yeah. to jump out of high places with no protection except with a, a metal shield dinner plate <laughs> that somehow just 
Look, just absorbs everything. Vibranium, we know this absorbs vibrations, absorbs impacts. Uh-huh. I I'm no scientist, so I guess <laughs> that makes sense when he like fits his entire body space onto <laughs> the dinner plate sized shield and like annihilates the ground beneath him with it. Yeah. Phase two like- is the period of uh the period where a single man can bring down an aircraft by himself. Fuck yeah, it is. We've got Heimdall <laughs> doing it with two daggers and a sword. Yeah. We've got... Okay, this is another fucking Metal Gear thing. Because mm-hmm. what's more Metal Gear than taking down a military vehicle, like a highly armed <laughs> yeah. military vehicle, yeah. on foot? <laughs> I mean, Nothing. yes, he, he starts the encounter on a motorcycle, and it is a cool motorcycle, but yes. a he lot just... of that, he is on foot, standing yeah. on top of the Quinjet. Uh <laughs> it's very good. He, and like the cool fucking shield throw bounce that he does to take mm-hmm. out both turbines. It's so fucking cool. God damn it. <laughs> this That's the cool great. superhero landing. It's got everything. <laughs> Rogers arrives later <laughs> at the hospital. How many of these paragraphs start with Rogers? <laughs> Probably all of them. No, most of them. Uh, where he notices that the USB is gone. Wow, that's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> Who'd have seen that coming? <laughs> Romanoff appears from behind and reveals that she had taken it. Well, she just blows a bubble. That's all she does. But anyway. And he angrily asks her what she knows about all that has happened. She tells him that the masked man is an assassin known as the Winter Soldier, and she had encountered him once before. She decides to follow Rogers. They go to an Apple store to see if they could access any of the valuable information on the USB. But they, as Fury did, find nothing. However, they are able to trace the location where the program on the USB was written. Rumlow and his team arrive and try to find them, but fail to do so. That, yep, that's all correct. This is all accurate. Good job, synopsis. Um, Cap sure is lucky that Widow got to that USB phone. Yeah, did she just see else. him do it? Probably. I feel like she like, did. She was at the hospital. Mm, yeah. I, I a reckon... spy, that Captain America. <laughs> yeah, he's not much of a spy. Much like Sam, he's a better soldier than he is a spy. Yeah. But... Um... Yeah, again, I, I like this scene with with Nat and Steve going at each other. Um, this one's like uh, palpably more antagonistic than any well, other, yeah. uh, and it's good. I like that they're kind of at each other's throats because these two characters, in terms of their like morality and their mm-hmm. principles, at this point in the film, should be sort of rubbing each other the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, they're they're obviously don't know if they should trust each other. They don't know who's who's to, who to trust at the moment um so it makes absolute sense that they wouldn't be um all buddy buddy right now but um it's fun it's a fun scene <laughs> she says i only act like i know everything which is that's funny she's uh a lot more sassy in this i feel right yeah she's got some sass uh, it, it, although it could just be because she's got a lot more screen time yeah that could also be it could be that too. um this is also where we get a lot of Winter Soldier exposition. Um, yes. Where Nat sort of recounts the living legend ghost story shit, which that's some Metal Gear shit there too. I feel like the exposition scenes are so good in this movie because they, nothing, nothing feels like a heavy info dump. There's no, there's no scenes where it, the movie just fucking stops to just 
talk about what's going on. It's like, yeah, you're not just reading a fucking character bio to me. Nat is recounting a story, a thing that happened to her. Yeah. And being like, no, I've seen this before. This is all stuff that matters. Yeah. There is one scene later that, that is an info dump, but even that is like delivered in such a cool way that like, it doesn't fucking matter. I know which one it is. And I have notes about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they do exposition quite well. It's weaved in nicely. It doesn't take up too much time. It's like the one place where it's not Metal Gear-esque. Right. Um, we ha- what do you, th- how do you feel about uh, Nat and Cap as fucking millennials? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, um, it's <laughs> millennial fun. Millennial disguises are on point, I think. Um What's the uh, the guy that plays the Apple Store? Um, I know the character's name. It's Aaron. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, DC Pearson, I think, is his name. Uh, yes, uh, he was in Derek Comedy um, mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and so when I saw him in this, I was like, "Oh fuck, it's that guy!" Uh, and uh, he's great. And they they put him in ads and stuff, <laughs> and uh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, this whole scene's fun. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're hiding out. I like the whole on the run undercover thing. I like yep. kissing to hide, to hide themselves. The social stealth. Yep. Social Very stealth. The black widow is like, people are uncomfortable with public displays of affection. Steve's like, yeah, they <laughs> yes, are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, they've, there's this. They keep putting these like security council scenes, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know why. They because they just nothing's really happen happening in them. Yeah, look, we've said that this movie is paced really well, and nothing really feels extraneous. But yeah, if anything is, does, it's probably these. Yeah, that's the yeah. Th- those are the one thing where it's like I don't what what is this? This isn't really doing much for the movie. You could I, I just left like this out. I feel like it's just there to sort of reinforce the the whole political thriller energy i guess yeah and i i mean they need at least one because you have to set up the ending mm-hmm. um with these people visiting but yeah you kind of need to know where they stand on the whole pierce shield situation yeah how they feel about insight and all that mm-hmm. but yeah spies on the run shit is fun yep correct um okay they steal a truck that's how the next paragraph starts okay rogers steals a truck (laughs) rogers steals a truck and drive drives to the location while talking about each other's past when they arrive rogers realize well there you go rogers realized that they are at uh the camp lehigh where they train during world war ii they find a secret storage room full of old computers inside an early shield office. There they find a more modern looking USB slot and they put the USB in. The computers power up and someone starts to talk to them. That someone is Arnim Zola. <gasps> I am not a recording, Fräulein. Perfect. I just love that line. I am not he's, the recording, Fräulein. He's got a very good voice for being a fucking know-it-all AI. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's someone who's Arnim Zola who tells him that he was recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. after World War II and that he helped to rebuild Hydra inside S.H.I.E.L.D. However, in the 1970s when he received the news that his body was dying and with S.H.I.E.L.D. still needing his help, 
he had his mind transferred into computers. He had then been working on an algorithm algorithm that Hydra wanted. He told Rogers and Romanoff that some of the deaths of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s leaders had been due to Hydra while showing them a picture of Howard Stark and implying that Stark's death might not have been an accident. He was also involved in the Winter Soldier program, but before Rogers and Romanoff can get any more information out of Zola, a S.H.I.E.L.D. missile shows up and destroys the bunker. Alright, so this is the this is the big info dump scene. Yeah, you know why it works? Why? Because it's presented in a way that they would present it in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> they use a bunch of stock photos and <laughs> file footage and someone with a compelling voice talks over the top of it. <laughs> that is a fucking Metal Gear Solid cutscene, albeit missing like half an hour. Yes. Yeah, it's, this is one of those fast ones that are very rare in Metal Gear. Uh, I also forgot to mention that the um, the mall slash shopping center in which Black Widow and Captain America visit in order to find the origin of the encrypted USB stick is called the Tower City Center in Cleveland, Ohio. The front of the building was used in Avengers as the Opera Hall in which Loki confronts German opera patrons. Oh, so, yeah. neat. Same building. Very neat. Um... Yes, I, I don't think I don't think any other movie in the MCU has uh, as many like quiet moments without any music or anything mm-hmm. um, as this movie does in this part partic- in particular at right. camp. Uh, what is it, Lehigh? Lehigh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're going through like the abandoned Shield bunker and like the Proto Shield base, it's all very quiet. It's yes. all very, like, all you hear is, like, the flickering of old technology and shit. It's good. It's, uh... I like that stuff. Yeah, it's nice. My favorite part of the the first Captain America was when the music dropped out and they were in the sky with those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good, it's good shit. Um, we got a little mini Steve shot, you know, back in the days. Oh, yeah, the little flashback. Yeah, that was, that was neat. Um... I will say <clears throat> Black Widow scanning the the code the keypad for the fingerprints. Uh-huh. Smart, but also she's pretty good at her job because she put it in the exact order, first go. I okay, so I imagine that there's some detail on that scan that we don't see where it like maybe compiles which ones have been pressed in I don't know. I no, don't know, she's man. just really good at her job. <laughs> don't take this away from her, okay? She's okay. really good at her job. She she sure. knows. I mean, look, being really good at your job means knowing how to use your tools properly. Maybe she used the tools properly and it told her which order it was. I don't I fucking know. I wasn't questioning it, but I do have in my notes, cool spy tech for figuring out key codes and shit. <laughs> right. Uh, we also, um, this is also where we find out that Steve has seen war games. <laughs> yes. It's funny because I was watching this with Lauren and I know she's listening to this. So hi, Lauren. Um, <laughs> watching this i'm like you know what that is right and she's like uh is that a reference to saw i'm like what (laughs) you know what don't blame her for that it's that makes sense but i uh, I, like i understand it but mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) no out of all the it is weird that steve has seen war games i don't know of all the movies he could have seen yeah he's seen war games games. but not rocky (laughs) right yeah Oh, Rocky Definitely too. Seems like more of a Rocky guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this fucking twist. The first time I saw this movie, man, so fucking good. 
Yeah, uh, the the revelation that Arnim Zola is alive and a computer man is uh, actually surprising. I didn't. Well, not not th- that just that, but the fact that Hydra is well, yeah, that. Shield. Uh, the fact that they'd been working with the bad guys for the last however many movies. Now, was uh, was the Secret Empire story in the comics? That was years after this, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Secret Empire. The one with uh, with Evil Cap saying Hail Hydra. Oh yes, that was after. Yes, that was that was way after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, twenty seventeen. It, it kind of foreshadowed the comics a little bit. Well, um, maybe they just decided doing the comics because of the movie. Yeah, yeah maybe. Pro- probably that. But like, I always thought they were going to just leave Arnim Zola in the first Captain America movie because, like, no one gives right. a shit about Arnim Zola, <laughs> right? Um, and they were just going to do like that little bit of referencing where the first time we see him, his head is magnified in that fucking uh, that screen, that monitor. Yep. And we're never going to reference the fact that Arnim Zola is a computer robot man. Right. So I'm glad they did do the computer robot yes. man thing. It's very silly. And it, yet it still works for this movie because, mm. as I've said before and we'll say again, this is a Metal Gear movie. Uh, even <laughs> the silly shit. We have, we have a cybernetically enhanced super soldier who goes in and out of cryosleep for the last fucking 50, 60 years. We have a fucking... Former Nazi computer brain man. We have flying fucking army guy. Mm-hmm. This it's so it's so Metal Gear. And also, <laughs> like I've already said, the the, the villain monologue from Zola here, mm-hmm. like intercut with the file footage and the photos and shit. That's very Metal Gear. But also, just how conspiracy laden it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so fucking Metal Gear. <laughs> it's, I can't bear it. It's too much. Ah, uh, yeah. It is. I like that Steve punches the monitor with Zola's face on it. Yeah, and then it, he just goes, he just shows up on another monitor. <laughs> That's not how computers like, work, Steve. Well, then. Anyway, as I was saying. <laughs> the fact that Zola knows that he smashed the monitor, though, that's. He's got a camera there to see. Yeah. Crazy. Probably should have punched the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's just. Yep. Anyway. Um... Oh, um, I don't know. I guess the synopsis must have thrown this out of order. Yes, because I've just got here. My next thing is poor Renata. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you have that there. I've got if we didn't already know who the Winter Soldier was. These half-assed shadows in Pierce's house cinch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's meant to be mysterious. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're meant to not know who it is, because, like, anyone who knows who the Winter Soldier is knows. It's it's very obvious that they're trying to keep it a mystery. But they they straight up show his face. It's in shadow, but it's very obviously James Buchanan Barnes. I mean, if you have your brightness all the way up, maybe. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> it's still easy to see. I don't know. I I I was watching in a fairly well lit room today, uh, so I couldn't see. <laughs> you just like hand over your eyes, like who the fuck is that? Like squinting at the screen. <laughs> no, I mean I could see his eyes. I couldn't see the rest of his face. Oh, see, I could see everything. Was, All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but uh, it's, and I remember it's it being like that in the cinema as well. Fair enough. 
I, I, I remember, like, this is one of my very tiny fucking nitpicks with this movie is, why are the shadows like that? You could have gone way darker. <laughs> I don't know. It's a silly editing thing, I guess. They could yeah. have made it darker in post if they wanted to. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it is funny though. Imagine doing Winter Soldier today with like a crowd that go to these movies now. Mm-hmm. Back in 2014, you could probably get away with having a Winter Soldier movie and not have everyone know who the fuck that is right off right. the bat. Mm-hmm. These days, like even if you're not someone who's read the comics, like you or I might have, right? You've got all those fucking YouTube shorts or TikToks or whatever that explain comic shit and yeah they're not a they're not a bad thing by any means but right i feel like for the general moviegoer they might take away a little bit of the magic yeah you'd have like a million youtube videos going who's the winter soldier and then they yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah the internet shouldn't exist (laughs) is what we're saying goodbye everyone Oh, no, no. This can exist. We're Just moving this. to radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just local radio. <laughs> local. <laughs> I've, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, a walkie-talkie. That's all I can afford. Oh, all right. It's you all and right. me. That's all we do. All right. No problems. We can uh, do that. Um, what's that fancy? What's the radio that people need to have a special radio to? Ham radio? Yeah. One of those? Yeah, yeah. Radio. Sure. Sure, let's ham go radio ham. Show. Let's go ham. <laughs> My new podcast about <laughs> ham radio. Surely that's a thing that exists already. It must. It's too good not let's to. Let's go ham. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so the, the um, Rogers and Romanoff, the, they're in an explosion. And they that survive. What, yep. what do you know? Crazy. Short movie if they didn't. Wilson tells them that he can offer them assistance as he is part of a military project involving advanced personal flight suits. Rogers and Romanoff then go back to Washington, D.C. to capture Jasper Sitwell, who is working for Hydra. Oh, my God. Sitwell had just finished a meeting with Senator Stern, another Hydra conspirator, when Wilson calls Sitwell and forces him up on the roof of a tall building. Wilson, working with Romanoff and Rogers, gets Sitwell to inform them that Zola's algorithm could calculate if a person would be a threat um, where am I? In the future, based on their past actions, Sitwell also tells the three that Hydra are going to use Project Insight as a weapon to eliminate what they view as threats against themselves and the world, mentioning Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and someone called Stephen Strange. I don't know who that is, though this would also mean that millions of innocent people would die. In fairness, Stephen Strange just has a superhero name. <laughs> is that uh, is that what the um, that's all the algorithm, algorithm is? It's looking through the phone book, looking for weird. <laughs> Who has names the weirdest fucking be... names? <laughs> Whose names are like double like uh, alliterations? <laughs> right, because they're all comic book characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't have Peter Parker. Fuck that guy. He's <laughs> ten. Fuck him. Dead. <laughs> uh... Shoot him with a fucking computer gun from space. <laughs> computer gun from space. Yeah. Aren't you just so upset that we don't name these podcasts? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Computer Gun from Space would be a great name for this episode. So, the uh, following the explosion where uh, Cap and Nat survive, as you so eloquently put it, mm-hmm. um, they have a nice little chat after getting to Sam's place. 
Yep. Where they're, they're all very earnest, very genuine. It's nice. Mm-hmm. There's some good face acting going on from uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yep. She uh, talk. She says a line, something to the effect of, "I am if- not a recording Fräulein." <laughs> Was that it? No, no, no. That's not the one. Oh. Um, no, she says to Steve, "Like you saved my life." If the sh- if the shoe was on the other foot, could you have counted on me to do the same? Be honest. Mm-hmm. And you see, like the little movements in her eyes as she's sort of searching his face for any hint of him fucking lying. Mm-hmm. And then he's his answer, and you know the revelation that they do trust each other. Her yeah. face sort of relaxes. Everything drops. It's nice. It's a yeah. lot of good subtle work. Good scene. And then Sam comes in and says, "I made breakfast. If you guys eat that sort of thing." <laughs> yeah do superheroes eat breakfast daily sam wilson thoughts <laughs> i want to i want to have yeah sam wilson should start a podcast where he just has thoughts about what superheroes just like mundane superhero yeah thought, like superhero shower thoughts <laughs> yeah uh does Sam just Very carry funny. what I assume are classified documents around with him all the time? I, 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 it would seem that way. He's just he's just <laughs> he's keeping got on dossiers on fucking missions uh-huh. on him on the gear that he's using. Yep, <laughs> he uses him as a resume apparently to get jobs. For <laughs> yeah, I mean, as superheroes. Do, I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking spy or a soldier, so I have to assume that's how it's done. I guess so. Um. I like his response that Captain America needs my help, and that's mm-hmm. like the only reason he needs to go and, and do some fucking wild shit. Yeah, Sam should be Captain America one day. Mm, that'd be nice. It don't ever happen though. No, is it because uh, he's black? Probably. Uh, I would God love to Marvel. see the wingsuit heist. <laughs> yes. This movie's got yeah. so much already, and it doesn't need any more. But if they wanted to mm-hmm. add more, I would be okay with seeing Black Widow and Captain America steal the wingsuit. Yeah, I, I yes, that's one part I was like, oh, I wanted to see that. Why, <laughs> why can't we see that? Show me the cool thing. Come on. Like I know, I understand that this movie's already long, and you've you've got to keep it moving. It could be longer. This isn't Metal Gear length yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. You spend we need like at a, least five more kooky villains. You could make a whole hour-long section, just a little hour-long heist, just to yeah, extend this movie like, out a bit more. Maybe just like strap Steve into a torture machine and the audience has to smash a button for <laughs> fucking ten minutes and ruin their thumbs <laughs> for life. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Um, <laughs> Jasper Sitwell doesn't understand clocks. <laughs> dude, dude, I put Sitwell doesn't understand how time works. <laughs> yeah, fucking Sam calls him on the phone to get his attention and he says 10 o'clock and he looks like the complete wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, your other 10 o'clock. Like, what did you fucking think, Jasper? <laughs> Where is you, 10 on the clock? Do you just use digital watches? Is that it? <laughs> I guess so. 10 on a digital watch is really difficult to that, look. Where do you even look for that? That would be funny. That would be funny if you if you had say, I, I use digital, goddammit. <laughs> don't judge me. I don't know how to read a watch. Fuck. 
Uh, we get more front kicks here. I know because yes. I've got the word front kick in all caps. <laughs> yes, there is a front but kick. But with a little side note, widow style. <laughs> um, yes, and uh, then they have that little conversation about um, Steve dating the girl with the lip piercing. And he's yeah, like, yeah, I'm not from, ready like, for that. Going from sputter kicking Jasper Sitwell <laughs> off a building. Hearing him scream on the way down, she's just like, oh, what was that girl's name? And then just really casual small talk. <laughs> It's so fucking good. Uh, I, I do like the little thing before that where Jasper's like, is this supposed to be a threat? Is this supposed to imply that you're going to throw me off the building? Cap, you and I both know that's not your style. And he's like, you're right. But it is hers. It's just, boom, big kick to the chest. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, again, great team. Yep. Those two. Yeah, no, they, they really uh, gel well, like, They've got similar skills. Now with Uh, added Falcon. Yeah. I I like the... I'm a big fan of the characters that don't have powers, but are very good at what they Mm. do. Yeah. And I guess Falcon falls into that category. For sure. He uses the wingsuit well. He's great. And then uh, at the end, he's he's flying around with his guns and shit. Oh. Uh, He really... great. At the, at the very end, when he doesn't have his wingsuit, which is yep. something we'll get to. Oh, he takes some risks. <laughs> he um, does. <laughs> yeah, we get the Stephen Strange name drop. That's fun. Yeah, um, it's people, uh, interesting. People often talk know. about how the uh, high school valedictorian from Iowa City might be um, Amadeus Cho. Oh, Okay. But I don't think that's ever actually been the case. I think that's just a throwaway line to be like, hey, Hydra would kill a high schooler hmm. for no reason other Let's than see. the fact that he exists. Um, Winter Soldier. I, I almost, like, as, as much as part of me would love for it to be a little Easter egg, I don't think it is. I really do think it's just them illustrating how shitty Hydra is. And how far they will take this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see any kind of confirmation or anything. I did I did go for a, a troll through the internet to find anything. And all I found was speculation. I'm like, yeah, I don't buy it. Hmm. Um, well, there you go. Fucking precogs. No right. totally awesome Hulk for us. No, t- well, not yet. Maybe one Not day. yet. Maybe one day. Yeah, there's a lot of Hulk stuff going on. There right is now. Uh, many Hulks right now. <laughs> Got a note here, which I feel like is pretty obvious, but I wrote it down anyway. Seriously, Hydra's plan is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Also, what was the was this the whole plan with the wings? Is just to throw Sitwell off a building and yes. then catch him? Like, is that what you they needed the wings for? Yes, this is exactly it. I'm sure this is exactly what Sam envisioned. <laughs> it may not look, it may not have okay. been what Sam or Guys, listen, Steve envisioned. Here's what we're gonna do, all right? You kick him off the building and I'll catch him, all right? And they're yeah, like we'll just fuck, fuck with him for a bit. It's a great idea. That's so much better than Let's anything I had planned. I was just gonna front kick him to death. <laughs> yeah, he was either gonna give us what we want or go splat on the ground. That's that's all we got. <laughs> We've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Transition into the next part of the synopsis. The group heads towards the Triskelion, but are attacked by the Winter Soldier and his men. 
a battle breaks out, and as Captain America and the Winter Soldier fight, the Winter Soldier's mask is torn off, revealing himself as <gasps> Roger's former comrade and best friend, Bucky Barnes, who Roger's thought was killed during World War II. Oh my god, when Roger's calls out to him, he does not recognize the name. Barnes escapes, and Roger's, Romanoff, and Wilson are taken into custody by Romlow and his men. While they're in the prison van, one of their guards stuns the other, revealing herself to be fellow S.H.I.E.L.D., Maria Hill. She then uses a mouse hole to wait. Okay, no, right. She uses a mouse hole to cut a hole in the van and escapes with the gang. Now I got to go to the mouse hole page. Yeah, tell me what a mouse hole is, please. <clears throat> the mouse hole is a laser cutting tunnel boring device capable of cutting through almost any material. It was created by Shield agent Leo Fitz, although it was not mass produced and instead kept for use by high ranking agents. All right, well. So it's not a lightsaber is what you're saying. That one character from S.H.I.E.L.D. created it from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vaguely. Ties in ties in with this movie. Do you know that? Of course it does. Then, and then it kept going for another five seasons or something. Yep. Uh, while no one paid any attention, it kept going. Yep. I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll not say So anyway, back to the mouse hole. Oh, yes, the mouse hole. Well, that, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Was that the end of your paragraph? That's, pr- that's pretty much it. It's, yeah, that was the end of the paragraph. Is that, that dude created it, and that's what it does. Okay, my first note concerning this part of the movie is, Highway Fight is amazing. That's just me going off my memory. <laughs> and then, like, my, my writing sort of trails off and becomes all caps and just says, Oh, my God, Jasper! <laughs> I had forgotten how he died, or he like gets how he had by traffic. I had forgotten how he had left the series. Like I knew at some point he didn't, he wasn't in any of the mo- any of the movies anymore. But yep. I had completely forgotten he just got yeeted out of the car into a truck. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Like he's on. I guess he's on top of the car. He lands on there with his tiny silent cat feet <laughs> and then reaches in, grabs Sitwell with his metal arm and flings him into an oncoming truck. <laughs> and it's just so sudden. He's dead. He He's is dead as dead. fuck. He's not coming back, folks. No Nick Fury reanimation. No Nick Fury reanimation. No uh, Pepper Potts extremist solution. <laughs> He's dead. He is gone. Rip to uh, a great one. God. Yeah. Um, there's the... Uh, <laughs> when they uh, sort of, like, stop the car, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not stop the car. When the car is stopped. Yes. And everyone, like, falls out onto the shield, onto the car door, and they slide. Mm-hmm. And Winter Soldier goes fucking flying. He's, he lands it. He recovers very gracefully. Winter oh, Soldier yeah. is the smoothest operator. Holy <laughs> shit. Sure. Uh, there's a there, there's a, a bit here where Nat distracts him with like a phone recording. <laughs> yeah. But I, I couldn't hear the phone recording until oh. the grenade was like right next to the phone. So at first I was like, so he like gets out the grenade and he like just rolls it. And I'm like, what the fuck's he doing? Like, it's, does he know she's there? And then I saw the phone and I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. I just could not hear it at all when I, when I watched it Weird. today. <laughs> so, uh, that was it fun. is definitely there in the mix. I, yeah. I I'm sure it is. It. I just um, didn't hear it today. 
that uh, Winter Soldier metallic whine in the music is back. Um, yep. Bucky take the wheel. He literally takes the wheel. <laughs> like he rips it out of the car. <laughs> and Sam's like, oh, God. And rightfully so. Yeah. You try driving a car with no steering wheel. It's not a fun time. No, especially when it's, you know, mid- <laughs> Mid-drive. <laughs> Mid-drive. Yeah, there you go. Um, Steve takes a grenade like a champ. Because <laughs> he does. The bus that he hits, however, does not take him like no. a champ. <laughs> no. <laughs> that bus... That bus... That bus crashes so hard after he flies through the windscreen. And, like, I'm sure any normal human would have died multiple times over during that little, mm-hmm. like, collision. Yes. Uh, but it's a good scene. It's a good uh, action scene. It's not great. It's it's fine. There, um, look, there are so many cool things in the choreography and so many cool ideas. Yeah, that I think it it. I definitely forgive any editing uh, mishaps here. The, I mean, the main point of this this scene is just to get to the Bucky reveal. That's what we're getting to, and yes. it, it pays off, and it's good. And There's uh, also I so like much it. cool shit along the way. Yeah, it's all right. You've got Cap reflecting minigun fire with his shield. <laughs> sure. But- he makes it, he makes his, a guy shoot his friend. It's funny. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, Bucky's tiny scorpion SMG always fucking cracks me up. There's a, a scene with him, like, walking <laughs> away with his back towards the camera, and you just see this tiny little gun strapped to his back. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. When um, Hydra, like, putting the cuffs on him, mm-hmm. um, he's there. They're having, like, a real... It's, like, a really long shot of putting the cuffs on, and he's, like, talking. He's like, hey, not here, not here. Don't shoot him here, or whatever. Yeah. And, <laughs> he's like, how complicated are those cuffs to put on? Because he's there for a while, like putting them on. Just like it's really, it's a very awkward. <laughs> shot. I I, th- I think the only reason it takes that long is because he's trying to get it through his Australian mate's thick skull. Like, don't fucking kill him in front of the people watching, idiot. <laughs> it's really important that we look like the good guys. <laughs> Let me just pretend to put these cuffs on for like another five Let minutes. Let me pretend to be incompetent for a second, okay? <laughs> um, okay. Winter Soldier's robo arm noises. Yes. Or like the the thing like fucking firing up as he throws stuff or mm-hmm. rams his uh, rams a knife into a van and yep. opens it like a fucking can opener. Mm-hmm. Is this the part? There's a. There is one shot where he is like pushing something, or I don't know, he's doing something, and and like the arm like moves, like the bits of the arm move, yep. closer together to like make it stronger or whatever. That I was believe, really fucking cool. I believe it happens here after Widow hits him with one of those little electro right bombs, yeah, and after it like rekajiggers, he uh like all the bits sort of slot into place, they make the mm-hmm. noise, and then he like whips it around like he's stretching it out. Right. Yeah, I think that's the bit. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's so many sweet knife tricks here. There's some yeah. cool CQC shit. Metal <laughs> yes, Gear. We're CQC's back. CQC's fuck, bro. Like the, the fucking knife stab block drop knife catch knife with the elf hand mm-hmm. stab through. Oh, it's so fucking cool. He has multiple yeah, knives. The knife stuff is really too. good, yeah. There's yeah. a knife thing earlier in the movie that I completely forgot to mention. Captain America impales a man's hand on a wall with a throwing knife. Yes. <laughs> and then he kicks him in the face. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, that was oh, brutal. it's so fucking good. Um, when oh, and I've got one more thing for this fight, which is for a dude who came up fighting Nazis, Cap sure does do a solid German suplex. <laughs> well, that's where you learn it from. <laughs> <laughs> gotta learn, but you gotta learn their technique suit. Exactly, exactly. Use their weapons against them. It's also very good against vaguely Spanish priests. <laughs> um, when they're in the they're in the van, the car, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I don't know. And um, and Hill knocks that guy out. <laughs> I was just watching Steve just to see his reaction. And he's just sitting, he's just like, oh, this, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, something like, marginally interesting's happening. There's like, no, there's no real reaction on his face. He's just, just watching it happen. <laughs> he's like, wait, so let's funny. see how this plays out. <laughs> just, just electrocutes the guy and knocks him out. And he's just sitting there just like, oh, all right. It's like, no, this is probably normal hydro This is happening now. <laughs> Life this is thing. just a series of things that happens to Captain America. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Also, oh, I am I me again? In America. Um, yeah, Maria well, Hill for the save. Um, this is where they sure the- love their floor holes. Yes, they they do. And it this is this one's even stranger than the last one because, like, when did they actually get out? Yeah, it, it's a it's a hole in the vehicle, not a hole in the vehicle and the floor. So I guess, yeah. at the very least, they didn't have to cut through like four foot of concrete. They did have to get out while the van was moving, though. Yeah, but I, look, I trust that uh, everyone involved in this has the physical ability to do that without killing themselves. Nat uh-huh. is injured. <laughs> okay. She has been shot. Uh huh. Yep. So maybe not her. <laughs> maybe not her. <laughs> well, I mean, she obviously died. It worked. <laughs> she died along the way. Yeah, no, the, the Nat that we have for the rest of the MCU <laughs> is a life model decoy. Imagine, imagine if. <laughs> Imagine if they ended, they did the, the reveal of the hole in the thing, and then the next scene is just them scraping going, up Nat. <laughs> oh, she's dead. Oh, well, yeah, we got to clean up this mess. She's all over the pavement. Oh God. Uh, anyway, um, I forgot Joe Russo was in this movie. I also did not realize who that was until this viewing. <laughs> um. Yeah. Is, he the, is he the same one who's in Endgame? Yes. Okay, so that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but he's wearing glasses in this, so it's, it's, it's different. different. character. He's got glasses on, as we all know. I think that's why I thought it was the other Russo, because I don't know what the Russos look like. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, I forgot he was in this movie, and he's like the doctor that yep. just, just runs and then... I don't know. And then takes care of Nat in a yeah. scene while she's very injured from falling out of a car, being shot. Hill takes him to a secret facility where Fury is resting. The doctor didn't die. Wait, <laughs> oh, the director <laughs> didn't die. That's my bad reading. <laughs> I was like, the doctor didn't die. What doctor? Oh, the director didn't die. Although he was severely injured, Fury had taken an anti-stress serum developed by Banner that lowered his heartbeat to only one beat per minute so that he would appear dead. Hill and Fury tell them that Project Insight is only hours away and that they have to act quickly. The 
heli characters heli carriers would reach 3000 feet connect to the insight satellites and zero all their targets before firing the only way to prevent this is to use three special chips that would take away shield control over the heli carriers Later, Rogers recalls how after the death of his mother, Barnes offered him a place to stay so that he wouldn't have to cope alone, promising to be there until the end of the line. Wilson warns Rogers that Barnes may not be able to be taken alive, but Rogers vows to save his friend. As Rogers had lost his suit earlier, he breaks into the Smithsonian and steals his old uniform. Wait. This movie's great. Do you know? At what point did, <clears throat> at what point did Cap lose his suit? He just lost it. You know how no, it is. No, He's walking I, I around. Assume that's, I assume you have a fight with Winter Soldier. Deleted scene? The deleted scene where uh, Hawkeye tells him that he's got a fucking tracker in his suit. Uh, it could have been. Uh, that's not something they shot, so I don't know. No. Well, I assume that's where that would be. Because, like, I guess why so. the fuck else would he not have the suit? Yeah. It is weird that he just doesn't have a suit. Yeah. Because he definitely left with it. Where? Hmm. Yeah, now I'm confused. Because he leaves with this. it, he takes down the Quinjet, and then yeah. he fucks off to the hospital, and then they don their millennial disguises. Right. And then we never see the stealth suit ever again. It's so stealthy. So is we there any mention of him having a tracker in his suit? Nope. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about this until now. Wow. Yeah, it's fine. That's I mean, weird. It's, it's so inconsequential that and like yeah, everything well, moves at such a nice pace that it's like I don't really, I don't care. You have to get that classic cap suit. <laughs> but I only, only brought it up because you mentioned that he lost his suit. I'm like, I don't think he fucking lost it. <laughs> right. Um, is Bucky only defrosted when they need him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's um, they they specifically mentioned that he's been out of cryo for too long this time around. Right. Yeah, I, I remember uh, hearing his mental that conditioning but... is starting to break down and shit. He's yeah. saying stuff like, "But I knew him," and putting on the sad puppy dog eyes. It's, <laughs> right. it's very sad. Um, and uh, Pierce is living on the edge with that backhand. So Winter Soldier, <laughs> just, just, get, just fucking gotta, gotta show him who's boss. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> I just wanted to see, want to see Winter Soldier grab him by the face and just crush his head. Yeah, yeah. He would do great. it one-handed too because of the yeah, metal exactly. hand. Exactly. He has like two hands for that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this scene with Bucky is fucked and then he like... He's... It's very sad. And also, I guess this is our Metal Gear torture scene. Yeah, this is this is it. This He's getting zapped in the head. Uh, he's getting a rough too. Like he gets that like metal brace around his face. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a bad time. Mm-hmm. And he he's really selling it. His he has a good scream of anguish, not like Ivan Vanko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I am not a recording Fräulein. <laughs> Damn it! That one specifically is a recording. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? I am not a recording Fräulein. You call him huh? Fräulein. <laughs> First of all. You. Oh, well, thank you for finally noticing. Um, I like Cap taking charge here. Yeah. Putting Fury in his place. Yeah, Fury, like, knows he's fucked up now. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like a fucking scolded dog. He's just like, oh, I did I did fuck up, didn't I? Oh, damn it. Oh, jeez. 
Oh, oh shit. I'm I a guess you are fuckhead. in charge now, Captain. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like how he's looking around the room at everyone. And he looks at yeah. Sam, the new guy. And <laughs> Sam's just like, oh man, I just do what he does, only slower. <laughs> only slower. Uh, Good this life. movie changed a lot. Like yeah, in the MCU, like the, it's crazy how big an impact this had a, after not long. Like the MCU at this point wasn't around for. We've only really that established long. things uh, three movies ago, right? Yeah, pretty much. A- as a universe, Avengers was three movies ago, and that's mm. where we've got our, our status quo established. Yeah, and this movie has already been like, yeah, no, fuck Shield, no more. <laughs> Let's get rid of them completely. And in fairness, they've really served their purpose. Uh, Shield is really good to get the team together. Mm -hmm. And once the team's together, you don't really need them anymore. Not really. Um, Yeah, it's crazy that the how how much has this has changed the entire MCU? And no other movie after this has really done so much. I don't think to not without being an Avengers movie, except. For that one Avengers movie that isn't an Avengers movie. Right. But, yeah. but even then, like, what really changes after Civil War? Like, they're just, like... The not... team is scattered. Yeah. The, like... Yeah. that That's the status quo shift there, is that you can no longer rely on the entire team to be... Yeah, there. I guess. Yeah. That's... Like, a, otherwise, a it's like, away. okay, we have some, some new players coming into the fold in... Uh, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, right. we have uh, an Infinity Stone in play as a human, as a as a being now. Yep. Um, they drop a city out of the sky, but that doesn't really affect much. <laughs> Only the people in the city. Well, like, the, the big thing, I guess, to come out of uh, Civil War, if not the status quo changing regarding the Avengers themselves, is the introduction of Wakanda into the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty big. But it's always been there. We just haven't yeah. known about it. Yeah, they could have just made a Black Panther movie to do that. Right. That is true. Um, no, no other movie has had the same ramifications universe-wide as right. Winter Soldier, I don't yeah. think. It's pretty, pretty great. Maybe some of the more recent stuff with the dimension hopping but even then it's too early to tell <laughs> That's so, even then it's like i, I a guess lot of Loki, it seems pretty loki's, like self-contained yeah loki's probably the biggest shift yes since I, this that is that is probably correct because that's that's literally changing the entire universe um yeah you you mentioned the little flashback between bucky and Rogers. Uh, I mm-hmm. really like seeing little Steve and Big Bro Bucky. Uh, yes. They have a really fun dynamic there. Mm-hmm. And um, the to the end of the line uh, line yep. is a, a good one that will come back later. This movie does a lot of good stuff with uh, recurring lines. Lots of callbacks. Where, yeah. Lots of set up and so, payoff. So they, they plant on your left really early and that comes mm-hmm. back at the very end. They plant... Yep. Uh, you the Trouble Man soundtrack. Yep. They plant you might be in the wrong line of business yep. when uh, Cap talks about, uh, you know, wanting to be able to trust yes. people. Yep. And then it comes back around when Nat's like, 
Oh, no, he's looking for a friend. Yeah. And then she says something about thinking that I'm working for the right people. Right. Uh, and it just gets flipped back around. It's nice. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good work. Yes. Um, Stanley Smithsonian Security. Yes. And in parentheses, I am so fired. formally. <laughs> <laughs> right. Poor Stan, the man can't keep down a job. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good. It's a. It's a good one. It's a good cameo. Um, um, I like that we're back to basic suit wise. Uh, yep. it, it's it is different to the OG first Avenger suit, isn't it? A little bit, but the the tweaks are minor. Yeah. I feel like it's it's less busy, has less harnesses and yes. noticeable jangly shit, which I think takes away from it a little bit. I do like the grounded realism of having all those harnesses and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't hate this suit. It's pretty good. I, I've just written, yeah, look at that suit. Get the fuck out of here, Whedon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's too much unbroken color in that one. Yep. Uh, uh, he'll get another uh, crack at that soon enough. He sure will in a couple of weeks. Um Barnes is being prepared for battle, but he starts to ask who Bucky is. Oh. Uh-oh. He sees memories showing how Hydra found him after fall- falling off the train. Barnes then was taken to Zola, who amputated his destroyed left arm and replaced it with a cybernetic one. There's just there's your Star Wars reference. There. Yay. He also remembers how he was put in cryostasis between missions so that he would not age. Pierce decides he is beginning to remember too much about his past, and they brainwash him. Again, the members of the World Security Council arrived at the Triskelion. They are each given badges to wear on their collar that will grant them access to anywhere in the Triskelion. They then meet in Pierce's office. Rogers, Wilson, and Hill break into the Triskelion and take control of the communication systems. Rogers reveals to the staff that there are Hydra infiltrators in S.H.I.E.L.D. led by Pierce and that they cannot be allowed to initiate Project Insight. Rumlow and his men enter the control room and threaten Cameron Klein. Did you know that was that guy's name? I sure fucking didn't. (laughs) Unless he launches the helicarriers. However, Agent 13 intervenes, beginning a gunfight, but Rumlow still manages to get the helicarriers in the air. Okay. So... I adore how Rogers divides an entire organization with a single rousing speech. <laughs> yes. And then Sam's like, did you, did you um, write that down? <laughs> yeah. Like he's genuinely asking. He's like, he's yeah. like actually kind of like, man, that was fucking great. Very did you, impressed. Did you plan that? <laughs> uh, something that uh, the MCU has kept going is that uh, Rogers is very good at speeching. Yeah. Yeah, he's a natural born leader. He's got the charisma. He's got the he's got a bit of a tactical mind to him. He's mm-hmm. a good goddamn captain. We get our first community cameo here with Denny Pudi as uh, the shield guy that opens yep. the door there. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, the future uh, Russo movies will have other community people. Yeah, look, I've never watched Community, but I do recognize those cameos. Uh, this movie's great. Uh, the, the shootout in the shield base, it's so cool. The tension with the the guy is like t- telling him to 
to launch Rumlo's the thing. Telling and he's to like, launch no. and the guy's like, nah. Yeah, and then and then Agent Thirteen's like, fucking fuck off, fuckhead. And like, <laughs> yes, she definitely <laughs> says that. He's <laughs> like, bitch, I ain't fucking doing shit. And then, oh, it's great. I can't wait for the transcript of this one. Me, <laughs> <laughs> me either, because I bet it's gonna be real bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh. The, and, and Sam's like, how do we know uh, which ones are the bad ones? <laughs> and, and Rogers is like, if they're shooting at you, they're bad. Yeah, <laughs> like which then immediately fucking happens. <laughs> a great tip from Steve. Yep, if they're shooting at you, they're the bad guys. <laughs> Words to live by, truly. Um, yeah, no, this the shootout and everything, this is all, this is great. This is where we're starting to, to get into the, the final act. The, the climactic cool. action sequence. Yep. And it, this is a fun action sequence because it's like three separate action sequences smushed into one with mm-hmm. like the dramatic tension political thriller shit happening also in this sequence. Yep. It's good. Very, very good. Pierce pulls a gun on Councilman Jakuna? Is that her Yeah, name? that's it. No, Jakuna is the... Oh, uh, it's the guy. It's the guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jakuna Singh, but Romanoff, using a photostatic veil, reveals herself to be disguised as Councilwoman Pamela Hawley and stops him. Romanoff begins to upload all of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra's secure files to the internet. Pierce, held at gunpoint, informs Romanoff that two alpha-level clearance members are required to disable the encryption so the files can be uploaded, and there is only one present. Fury, another person with an alpha level clearance, arrives on the scene. Fury notes that Pierce probably erased all traces of Fury being the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he hadn't made a backup retinal scan using his damaged eye instead of his normal working one. Fury and Pierce then scan their retinas and use their two alpha level clearances to to disable the encryption, allowing Romanoff to upload the files. Okay, so when they deleted Fury's clearance... Mm-hmm. And his retinal scan. Why would they not just delete everything? <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> like there's just two take, separate take the, files. Take the fucking file that says Fury Nicholas J <laughs> and drag it into the recycle bin and then empty that shit. <laughs> but he's got like a secret. He's got a secret eye He's got file. a hidden in the porn folder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my uh, secret eye. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like the fight scene with uh, Jenny Agata here. Mm-hmm. Um, great. 60 year old lady beating people up yeah you love to see it yeah love to see it and like to have all this like exposition stuff happening alongside the uh the the super action i suppose Mm -hmm. is really good you don't have a lot of time i feel like it could have been boring if it was just by itself yeah uh but because it's intercut with captain america doing cool shit and falcon doing cool shit and bucky doing fucking cool shit yes Fucking Bucky's getting in on the front kicks now. <laughs> he front kicks a man off a helicarrier. Where do you think and, Steve got it from? And fuck, Falcon front kicks a guy. He wing assisted front kicks men. There's, we're in front kick city. <laughs> front kick city. Front kick and the, city. And, and you got Mayor Steve Rogers over there. <laughs> Mayor Steve fuck gravity Rogers. Oh. Falcon's rad. He uh, flying around, dodging all the things and shooting sh- stuff shooting. with his twin Uzis. 
He's, I mean, he's just a dude, but so is Black Widow. So, you know, yeah. he's, he's got cool wings. Yeah, so. no, he does it really cool. And, like, the flying is very fun and stylish. And, he like, there's a lot of cool motion here. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I will always be a big fan of Captain America's running beatdowns. Mm-hmm. Where he's just sprinting on the way to a thing. That you've got point A where Cap starts, point B where Cap needs to be, and in yeah. between those are a bunch of fuckheads who need to be punched. <laughs> yeah. And he will gladly punch them. Yeah, he's like not even breaking stride, just run, 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 punch, run, run, shoulder, <laughs> run, run, punch. And then there's one bit where he just jumps into the air, punches one dude, kicks another guy as he does like a Superman punch, like spin kick combo. Uh-huh. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. Um, uh, I, and while I, I, all this is happening. Yeah. And you've got the exposition scene. There's a bit mm-hmm. where Pierce is like, he's talking to the councilman. It's like, what would ha- what? how would you feel if um, if your country was invaded and they took your daughters into a soccer stadium to, to you know, execute them? Right. Uh, what, what if we had a button we could press to just stop that from happening? And the guy responds with, not if it was your button. Your button. <laughs> okay. Right. And we circle back around to, this plan is bad, no matter who has the button. <laughs> yes, right. The council have no issue with the means or the ends, but if to we whom had the, the means belong. If it was my button, sure. And yeah, that's that really frustrated me hearing that. I'm like, why? No, the point is that it's a fucked plan, not it's a fucked plan in their hands. <laughs> it's no, just my, bad. My button uh, has glitter and my no, name on it. I would so not fuck it up. I would simply be good. With the button, Aaron. <laughs> you could trust me with the kill button. Oh, could I? Oh, all right. I'll take your word for it. And then I just set all the parameters to anyone who enjoyed Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> oh, God. They, they are worse. They, they are yeah, worse no, games. there are definitely could... worse things, but this is <laughs> this is the one I've chosen That's in this the one. moment. <laughs> okay, I don't like your button. Not if it was your button. <laughs> Fair. Um, Bucky's running around here, and he... <laughs> Um, firstly, they drop the whole anonymity thing as soon as as soon as Steve knows. Forget the mask; he doesn't have to put it back on. No, look, we're <laughs> running out of time. Don't, just don't give him the eyeshadow. Don't give him the fucking <laughs> like. They they drop the eyeshadow first in the, yeah. in the highway fight scene. He no longer has that, and then as right. soon as the mask is gone, he's like, "Well, the fucking cat's out of the bag. Just, just <laughs> get him out there. We don't have time." This is what I look like. Um, and then he kicks that dude into a jet turbine. Yeah, he kicks him into a turbine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just gets wrecked. There are so many oh brutal fucking deaths in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking good. Um, Falcon does a very fucking cool free fall dodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's being he's in like a dogfight with a Quinjet. He's flying away from it, and I think it's to enter where like the 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 control center is for the uh, helicarrier. Right. He flies under. And the Quinjet has a lock on him, shoots his missiles, and then he like retracts the wings and does a little forward roll as he dodges. Yes. Yep. And then he brings the wings back out. I love yep. that shit. That's really cool. Oh um, yeah, here's my note. Bucky front kicks a man into a turbine. Good. Great. <laughs> uh Nick Fury's a bad motherfucker. It's true. He is. He's what really gave cool. it away? <laughs> I don't know, just the fact that he's got that fucked up eye and he's like, I'm good, this is going to yeah, come in handy later. plan, idiot. No one would ever think to discriminate against my eye <laughs> disability. Maybe that's what it was. That's maybe why, that's why I didn't delete it. Maybe, like, we can't. That's a bit too obvious. Don't delete that dead. one. 
keep it there in his memory. Um, you know who else is a bad motherfucker? Mm, who? Maria Hill. Yes. Casually murking dudes <laughs> from She's, a chair. She goes from one computer to another and just like shoots a couple of dudes on the way. Yep. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> oh. Rogers and Wilson manage to put in the chips with some hardship for two of the helicarriers. <laughs> but when Wilson is going for the last one, his jetpack is damaged by Barnes and he is forced to skydive down to the Triskelion. Hill notifies Wilson that Rumlow is heading to the council. <clears throat> Wilson intercepts him and the two begin to fight. Rogers attempts to place the final chip, but he is confronted by Bucky. Rogers and the Barnes fight. Rogers and the Barnes fight. Okay. Yep. No, you, and- <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> And during the conflict, Rogers tries to remind Barnes of his past as his friend. At Pierce's office, the upload is finished. However, Pierce refuses to be taken in and uses his mobile device to trigger a small device. <laughs> okay. Just using the word device a lot. <laughs> in the security device that it had devised the d- device. And the device was the device on the killing the device. Yep. Nailed it. <clears throat> Use his mobile device to trigger a small device in the security badges that had been given to the World Security Council members' collars. <laughs> had been given to <laughs> the World to Security Council's collars. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, and then the collar takes Oh, oh my God. Instantly killing them by burning a hole in their sternums. Romanoff is spared and Pierce uses the device on the security badge to threaten Fury and Romanoff into lowering their weapons. All right. I've always been unclear on exactly what that badge does. <clears throat> It just burns. It's just like, really good burning. Like, I understand that it's killed them, and I understand hey. that it involves burning a hole in their sternum, but I I, can't, I feel like I need to know how. Remember that device that could cut a hole in the ground? Is it just that on the it's chest? It's that, but on the chest. <laughs> we got the mouse hole on the chest. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a mouse hole device. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to get the word device in there. Yeah. Um, saying that... <laughs> saying that uh, Sam and Steve run into hardships during their <laughs> fucking chip escapade is uh There's some hardships. <laughs> you know, a couple it's of not, hardships. It's not an easy time. Uh, uh, Sam's parachute opened very late. His legs are shattered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking credit to him for staying in the fight for that long. As a guy with no powers, good, good job. And shattered legs. Yeah, well. He does more with shattered legs after this. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, um, this is the point like, where I. Sorry. This is the point in my notes where I've just written, "I have nothing left to say. This movie's too good." <laughs> Did you just watch the rest and not take any notes? I've got, I've got more notes, but it's just because I couldn't blame you. Yeah, I was good. also tempted to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I fucking love uh, Winter Soldier grabbing. Falcon by the wing and tearing that shit off. Yep. He does not give a fuck. Nope. Very good. Um, yeah, Sam's escape and near mulching is pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, mm, there's so much good shit in this entire sequence. Let's continue. During this time, the inside helicarriers have connected with the satellites and are beginning to run Zola's algorithm, scanning for targets. Rogers manages to place the final chip on the helicarrier seconds before the inside helicarrier... 
Inside helicarriers fire, changing their targets to each other and causing them to shoot each other down. Pierce witnesses the destruction of the inside helicarriers. He decides to use the, the device on the security badge to threaten Romanoff to fly him out of the Triskelion. Romanoff activates a taser disc on herself, ter- temporarily disabling the device on the security badge and giving Fury enough time to shoot Pierce and kill him. Wilson, still fighting with Romlo, sees the crashing helicarrier and jumps out of the 41st floor through the window. He is saved by Fury and Romanoff. The chamber where Rogers and Barnes are fighting is severely damaged by the crossfire between the helicarriers before he passes out. Rogers says he's not going to fight any longer and promises Barnes to be with him till the end of the line, reciprocating the promise Barnes gave decades ago. Rogers then falls into the water beneath and is about to drown when a hand grabs him and drags him from the water. It's Barnes who then disappears. <laughs> okay, uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover here. <clears throat> friend v. Friend, always amazing as far mm-hmm. as final climactic fights go. But yes. also, climactic, emotionally charged fist fights set precariously on a piece of near-future war tech. <laughs> yes. It's Metal Gear Solid as fuck, bro. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we're talking <clears throat> liquid versus solid on top of Metal Gear Rex. We're mm-hmm. talking fucking Solidus versus Raiden on top of Metal Gear Arsenal. Yes. We're talking fucking Ocelot versus Snake on top of also, was that also Metal Gear Arsenal? I think so. Oh, I'm pretty God. sure that was also Metal Gear Arsenal. I forget. Uh, yep. <laughs> the, uh, on top of Out of Heaven. Let's say on top of Out okay, of Heaven. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's... It's such a good trope from that game series, and I'm mm. glad it's here. And this fight is really fucking cool. They do a lot of wide shots, and they yeah. got like you've got fucking Bucky doing gun cutter shit. Like <laughs> yeah. CQC gun shit is very very mm. cool, and you don't see much of it in the MCU uh, because not that many people use guns, I guess. And uh, yeah, Steve blocking with the shield in close range. It's very very cool. Fuck, it's cool. <laughs> God, I agree. It is very cool. Um, uh, Pierce. Uh, oh, has he already been shot? Not yet. Okay. Wait, I mean, not yet. Maybe I don't. Yes, anyway. he has. He has because uh, the the EMP taser disc has been yep. done. And all oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, firstly, um, Widow just electric- electrocutes herself for shits and gigs, which is fine. It's funny. I mean, I assume she knew what it was going to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, oh, I'm just going to... I could I could just pretend to fall down, <laughs> but no, let me electrocute myself. Well, I know. The, the entire point of electrocuting herself is to make sure that the device is, like, disabled. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were just electrocuting She's yourself just just around. to make it look like she it's got. Like, a I've never felt this before. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes more sense. Uh, there is a moment though, while it's rebooting, where Pierce looks at his phone and the bar is complete, and he could press the button, but he looks up to see Sam Jackson shooting him. <laughs> right, and that's what—that's kind of lame. Like the fact that he just gets shot, like that's his death scene. Yeah, it's like uh, look, he's not a superhuman. He's not. A vil- like he's a villain, but he's not a super villain. He doesn't you get know, the cool fucking go out in a blaze of glory. You know what would have been good? What Nick Fury front kicks him out a window. <laughs> You're right. It <laughs> but then, but then you don't get the dramatic like final breath hail Hydra. 
you might get a scream. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's even better. As as, he as he's falling the out the window, Hydra. <laughs> and then he like falls into a turbine. Just fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Wait, what's what, what's what's even what's what's even better? Is is it him yelling it or just whispering it to himself as he falls gracefully <laughs> into the? It's like this is how I die. I'm okay with this. Hail Hydra. Hydra. Oh man. Yeah, you're right. Fuck this. <laughs> Terrible movie. Scrap it all. Um I I love the idea of a mid-card fight while mm-hmm. your while your big main event fight, uh Bucky v Steve is happening. Yep. You've got Rum uh Rumlo versus Sam. Yep. Uh it's lower stakes <clears throat> because these aren't our main characters and no one gets a fuck I about Rumlo. Sure, but also but- there is a fucking helicarrier collapsing into the building at the same time. Steve and Bucky are superhuman. <laughs> he is not. He's yeah. just a dude. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Uh, and so is so is Rumbler. Everyone's just dudes in this fight. Yeah. Um. And Sam's getting his shit rocked pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fairness, he did just shatter both of his legs beyond repair. <laughs> He's like, you know what? This fight's been great. I'm just gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, I just parachuted at the last second, broke my fucking leg. My legs rightfully <laughs> should be inside my chest right now. And I'm still, I, look, I'm taking this beating, but I am taking it. I am here. <laughs> and then he sees the helicarrier. He's like, oh, fuck, uh-huh. I, gotta, I gotta go. Look at the See time. I gotta fucking <laughs> chop it a catch. Which almost catches him in the blades. <laughs> and Rumlo is just like, oh, oh, no, no, just gets crushed or he, he whatever. He fucking eats it. He gets it real bad. <laughs> He looks like a mess. Yes. At the end of the um, movie, yes. But in that moment, he just like gets consumed by dust. He has a funny little scream as he dies. Too. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like Sam <clears throat> escapes, almost gets fucking chopped to shit by the propellers. <laughs> yeah. And there's this bit where he berates Fury's like, I said 41st <laughs> yeah. floor, and Fury's like, they don't put the put numbers on the, on the outside. outside. <laughs> like, yeah, fair. Can't be mad about that. No. I do like that, like, the the war is won, but no one told the mid-card fight. <laughs> right. Like, Hydra's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've still got the, the, the character struggle between Bucky and Steve, but the war is won, and Rumlo's still beating the fuck out of Sam. Yeah. So, Rumlo... He's buried under rubble, but is later seen being attended to by doctors. When Rogers wakes up sometime later, a lot of new events have happened. <laughs> a lot of new events have happened. <laughs> Shield is now unstable due to Hydra. Fury is officially dead, and he has destroyed all evidence of being alive, even ditching the eye patch for sunglasses. <laughs> if somebody would ask what happened to him, Fury wants Rogers to answer that he is dead. Romanoff appears in a congressional hearing at United States Capitol with the high-ranking members of the United States Department of Defense to discuss who was responsible for S.H.I.E.L.D.'s downfall. Because all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s secure files were uploaded to the internet along with Romanoff's past, she sets out to find herself a new identity, first handing Rogers a file with information on Barnes and his recreation... Recre- oh, okay. Recreation? <laughs> no, recreation, right? Oh, yeah, okay, Recreation. But it's spelt the same by Hydra experimentation. When Rogers looks at the file, Wilson realizes that he's going to look for Barnes so that he can convince him of who he really is. Rogers tells him that he doesn't have to go with him. Wilson replies, I know. When do we start? Then yep. credits. Um, credits. 
this is some gaslighting bullshit from the the d- Department of Defense. This dude's like, you ended our intelligence agency that we needed, and and she's like, it was bad, and he's like, well, so are you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Dude, I'm trying to trying to have a legitimate discussion with you here. No, but you though. <laughs> But what about you, though? Um, I do like the widow's uh, response to the government being like, well, what if we just locked you up? <laughs> Bitch, you won't. <laughs> Good and luck. walks off. <laughs> also, this would have been the perfect time for a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really would have. They kind of dropped the ball on that, huh? Yep. Um, I, I mean, I'm I fine like- with the one we got, but like, yeah. p- timing-wise. I'm, I'm not going to shit on Black Widow as a film. I think it's fine. Yeah, uh, but it really would have made more sense to release it now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just jumping back a bit, Steve refusing to fight back against Bucky while he's getting the shit kicked out of him is yep. a very strong character moment. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we end the film with Bucky not being fixed, but he's like he's taking a first step on the redemption. Yes, path. yeah. And I love me an antihero redemption. He's got you know he's he's had a bit of a wake up call and now you know he's kind of he's free to go do whatever yeah go um, do some soul searching yeah um ezekiel twenty five seventeen, <laughs> the path of the righteous man yeah i like that reference that's fun that's i don't think that's a real bible passage <laughs> is it not i don't think it is oh wow okay i'm gonna have to look this up just to double double check is ezekiel uh, 2517 real. I don't believe it is. Okay. Oh, Ezekiel 2517 is a passage of the Bible, but Quentin Tarantino rewrote it for Pulp Fiction. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. He he rewrites a lot of things. Yeah, no, he he thought he'd take an editing pen to the Bible. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, look, if if anything needs an editor, it needs a couple more passes, man. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we get the, the callback on your left. Yep. As, uh, Steve wakes up. It's very nice. Listening to the Trouble Man soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Fury begins the Hydra hunt in Europe, which yep. I guess is a little nod to where Avengers Age of Ultron will begin. Yes. Uh, uh do you think this, when, when does Nick Fury go to space? Hmm. At what point? question. I have to assume it's after Endgame. I have to assume that the uh, that the Fury that we see in Endgame is Nick Fury, mm. the one who's in the car with Maria Hill, who calls Captain Marvel. Yeah, okay, Marvel yes, yeah, gave yeah, yeah, him yeah. the pager. Right, I forgot. I forgot about the ending of. I'll never forget about the ending of uh, <laughs> Infinity War. Just because I was once told a very funny story about someone sitting in that theater on opening night mm-hmm. and they get to that scene and they're like doing the pan around on the pager and someone's like, Hawkeye? Is it Hawkeye? <laughs> what? Like, Is it Hawkeye? <laughs> Hawkeye will save us. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> he isn't in that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, where's he been? So He's got to like- be the one to save us all. <laughs> Is it Hawkeye? Fucking kills me. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that. The fact that anyone would 
Be excited. And they're like super excited about it. <laughs> Look, I like Hawkeye just fine, but goddamn. Oh. Okay. Uh, Post credit scene? Or do you have Sometime more to later, say about? Baron Strucker is holding the scepter inside the Hydra research ba- base in Sokovia, stating that there are Hydra agents worldwide. He then walks over to a pair of cells. He stops in front of them and says, This is the Age of Miracles. One of the cells contains a man who's running around at a tremendous speed. The other one contains a woman who levitates a few blocks before she causes one to explode. The two are said to be the only survivors of a group of volunteers that were subjected to Strucker's experiments. Meanwhile, Barnes, dressed in civilian clothing, is at the Smithsonian Institution where he finds a whole section of the Captain America display dedicated to him. By soul-searching before, I meant he's just going to go to the museum. Yeah, that's that's his soul-searching. I like, mean, I guess you can do that when you're, like, a famous person to some degree. Yeah. Oh, let's just go find out all about myself. Yeah, I'm just going to go learn what history has to say about me. I sure hope I wasn't a dick. He just walks around. He's just like, hey, kid, hey, kid, that's me. <laughs> They're like, get a haircut, you hippie. <laughs> um, so the Von Strucker stuff and the Maximoffs is mm-hmm. uh, weird. Um, yep. I I like this introduction to uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They mm-hmm. look like they're having a bad time. Sure. Um, and like Wanda in particular is very creepy. She's got a real, yeah. like, well, real she, creepy horror girl vibe going on. Yeah, well, she does. She fucking crushes those blocks together. Yeah, and she's like, like, like playing with them. And yeah, oh, it's it's weird. It's very unsettling. It's very um, cool. Having uh, Baron Strucker be there and be the guy, <laughs> right? And then just absolutely amount to nothing was all <laughs> like kind of disappointing to me. But also, I don't fucking care. It's Baron Helmet von Strucker. I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> He's one of those ones. Like, out of the two that you could have used for mm-hmm. something interesting between, like, Strucker and Zemo, they chose the right one. Yes. Yeah. Um, he does have a good line, though. He mentions that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA are two sides of a coin that's no longer currency. Hmm. That is a very good line. That but it also line. implies that, like, he's breaking away from HYDRA, which he doesn't really do. No. <laughs> He does not do that. Um, now it's time for the Starks and the Stanks of uh-huh. Captain America the Winter Soldier. I will go first this week. Where will you just? My first Stark is that this is the most well-structured and paced MCU movie so far. Everything feels right. There isn't anything out of place. Even the couple of small scenes to round out the characters and add some emotional resonance are a good length and don't slow anything down. Like, nothing stops... Nothing halts the movie for, like, a big... You've got that one scene um, with uh, the... The Security Council? What's his name? No, the... Fuck, the Computer Man. Aaron? God. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> oh, not not the Apple guy. Okay, uh, Zola. <laughs> yeah, Zola. Computer man. <laughs> computer man. <laughs> also known as computer man. Um, yeah, you've got that one scene where it's just like an info dump, but it's Look, like we, we got to get our exposition out somewhere. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's told well enough that it doesn't slow anything down, and it's a good time. And it, even even though it is a, does sort of stop the movie for a little bit, it's over very fast it's it's not a long scene so yeah 
Overall, yep. this movie is very well paced, I think. I would very much agree with that. I think, like, as you said earlier, a couple of the World Council, like, Security Council scenes are extraneous, but they're, yep. like, they're not offensive by any means. No. And I love that Metal Gear-ass exposition dump. Uh, <laughs> yep. It could have gone on for an hour and a half, and I still would have been watching. <laughs> Such is my love for Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's delivered in an interesting and fun way, and mm-hmm. like Zola's got such a good narration voice. Yes, like it all works. Yeah. What is and your yeah, first arc? Um, I think the action, specifically the choreography in this movie, yeah, is top tier. I don't think any good. MCU movie tops it in terms of action choreography. And I may eat those words later, but for now, that's definitely <laughs> okay. True. For, uh, yes, up until for this, this point, moment in yes. time, that is correct. And I think easily, I, I think honestly, uh, just off the top of my head, it remains true for me to this very day. But there's so much cool shit. There's like Cap's using his shield in fun ways. He's bouncing it off shit. There's so many front kicks. Oh my god, <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> GSP gets to come in and do some cool kicks. Yep. Fucking, like, the knife stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, the knife stuff All the does knife things tricks. to me, Aaron. You don't understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to understand. But then you there's keep like, that to yourself. There's the cool car chase and Bucky's introduction, the grenade launcher shit. Yep. There's so much cool shit. There is. Yes, the action is, uh, the choreography is very good. Yeah, I agree. It could be cut better. 100%. The set pieces are, are very good, but I, I think the stuff that's there is so fucking fun, even if it's not yep. cut the best. Right. I like the relationship between Steve and Nat. Uh, by the end, it's obviously the, like that. There's a hint that uh, may maybe there's something more there, but also they're like, no, it's like they're not a couple. They're not going to be. It's they're just. Really good friends. And yeah, I was getting like a platonic uh, brother sister kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's good they didn't go that way with them. They just have a lot of respect for each other, and they work well together. And uh, that's cool. I like. Yeah, that. I I agree with you on on that. I think this is not something I've written down, but uh, the more I think about it, the more I realize that the real superpower all along was friendship. <laughs> The real superpower in With the Soldier is friendship. Yeah, it is all about friendship. Steve's out there making new friends with Sam. Nat's trying to make friends. She's learning to trust people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve is, like, inspiring her to want to be better. Yeah. There's the whole uh, Bucky-Steve thing where, like, they're old friends. One doesn't know they were friends. It's all about Mm -hmm. that again. It's, yeah. The relationships in this movie are very good, and Nat and Steve, I think, are far better than anyone usually gives them credit for. Everyone yeah. always talks about Bucky and Steve, but... Right. Yeah. Nat and Steve, yeah. good shit. <laughs> good stuff. Um, what is your... No, um, it's my I first. S- it's my... Oh, wait, no, I, haven't, your, I, haven't, your, I haven't done oh, my your second, second Your second stock. My second stock is that the spy thriller vibe is unique in the MCU, yes. and it's pulled off very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's consistent. It, I think, tonally might be the most serious MCU film without being boring. Yes. Uh, and like, it, it feels grounded despite its weird Metal Gear off the wall bullshit. Yep. 
we have a com- we have a talking computer man and this is still somehow like this feels real right right yeah and that, a lot of that comes down to how it's shot like uh like i said before it's like um you know it there, feels there's not a whole lot of world. yeah it's not a whole lot of cg there's not um you know, there's no over-the-top effects or anything. A lot of it's in camera, and a lot of it is on the ground where people have guns and shoot yeah. them. It's like it's yeah. not it's not high fantasy or anything. It's uh, it's just um, it's very grounded. So when they do kind of wacky things like Computer Man, um, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't feel as wacky as it could. Yeah, totally. Maybe. Uh, I, I agree with that uh, 100%. What is your first stank? I fucking bet I could guess it. <clears throat> Can you? Guess it. Uh, the action could be cut better. My first stank is that the action sequences, while well-paced and decently shot, are edited poorly. <laughs> Editing... On the hits is the worst thing an action movie can do, and it happens a lot in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate I hate when the, the, they cut on the hit because it gives it less impact, and mm-hmm. you also don't see it. You, yeah. You're you're cutting. You're cutting the the, ac- the, the action part of the action, <laughs> like you're cutting um, the actual payoff here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I re- like the, oh, just seeing that wide shot between Stephen um uh, Batrock, Batrock yeah. um is uh, like yeah like, just stay on that fucking yeah. anyway there, um, there are a handful of like quite well edited action sequences in this movie that yeah. show I think how much better a lot of the action could have been which mm-hmm. I've never really noticed until this time like putting it under scrutiny. And I agree. A lot of the action could definitely be shot better. Uh, As you say, as I said, it's well choreographed. There's a lot of cool shit happening. It'd be nice if a lot of that stuff felt impactful because it wasn't editing on the cut or on the the impact. Yeah. What is your first stank? My first stank is that the film raises the issue of security v. personal liberty, but Mm -hmm. doesn't explore it well. Yeah. Sure. The the entire thing of having the project uh, insight mm-hmm. and even pretending for a second that it's a good idea is right. weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having the characters that we're supposed to sort of have faith in and trust that mm-hmm. they are like doing the right thing, have them be the like, no, this is a good idea. It's like what? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then having the uh, the security council member at the end being like. Not if it was your button. Like, no, you've missed the point. <laughs> the point is that it shouldn't be a button. No one's button. No buttons. That, like the elevators, no buttons. <laughs> we want our um, deterrence to, to be activated. Voice activated. I don't know. Um, yes. No. Yeah. I I agree. Hearing your explanation of what you mean, yes, I I absolutely agree that. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, the fact that Nick Fury is like, this is a great idea. Uh, how about <laughs> we have never backfire. three, three, <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, come here. Let me tell you, we're going to have three helicarriers and they're going to be in the air and they're going to have like a hundred million guns on them and we're going to use them to shoot people on the ground before they do anything bad. No, no. His plan is that we will have these to shoot people the minute they do things bad. Oh, as soon as the anyone Hydra does anything bad. 
is to kill them before they do anything, which right. is worse, but both are bad. They're both bad. There's no good outcome here. No. Um, and yeah, it, it's just like Fury even tries to double down on this when they reveal that he's alive. He's like, no, we have to save the, we have to save Project fucking Insight. Of course we do. And then Cap's like, no, shut up. We're scuttling the whole thing. No, is it? No, it's Shield. He wants to save Shield, doesn't he? He wants to get rid of. Well, he wants no. to end Project Insight and save Shield. No, no, because the entire plan with inserting the blades into the uh, helicarriers is to save them. Mm? The the entire point of the blades is to take control of the helicarriers. They never mention exploding oh, them right. until Captain America's like, right. no, we're scuttling them completely. Okay, sure, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's silly. It's silly as fuck. <laughs> I feel like it's a dumb, dumb, dumb. I feel like the movie kind of wants to take a stance on that, but then ultimately doesn't because uh, probably piss someone off. It's definitely the the weirdest time for Nick Fury. Like, uh, uh, it yeah, seems out of character for Nick Fury. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's someone else. <laughs> I was gonna say, is this your is this your argument that he's a scroll? <laughs> He just happens to be He's a scroll that week. He's just fuck that week. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Phil the scroll. <laughs> yeah, no, so they, they came to me and they were like, uh, how, we're going to have these three helicarriers and they're going to have and lots like, of guns. I, I was a little bit drunk, to be honest. So I, I didn't want to tell them that, so I just kind of nodded and I was didn't like, say yeah, anything. Fuck yeah, that sounds cool, bro. <laughs> uh, what What is your second stank? Um, Pierce is just another boring villain. He doesn't do much at all, and he's not exactly threatening. Yeah, he gets to be a presence in like the the espionage thriller bits. Like, yeah, he, he gets to be the the turncoat villain. There are bigger threats than Pierce in this times. movie, and so yeah. he feels kind of like whatever. He plays uh, second fiddle to the Winter Soldier. He plays third fiddle, like. To, to Zola, even. Even though Zola's there yep. for a scene, right. he still has more presence. Yep. Um, and honestly, like, kind of falls below Rumlow as well, because at least Rumlow gets involved in a fist fight at the end. Right. Um, yeah, it's not helped by the fact that there are so many, so many characters in this movie, and most of them mm-hmm. get a minute or two to shine. Right. And he just... He just kind of stands there. Doesn't do people, much. Talking to holograms most he of the time. He backhands Winter Soldier at one Hell point. Hell yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, he shoots the, uh, He shoots Renata. He shoots Renata. Rip to a real one. <laughs> What's your Never second forget. stank? Uh, my second stank is that Steve's character arc is not really an arc. He doesn't start somewhere and change and grow over the course of the film. It's more so that he is placed into a situation with his principles and his values intact, mm-hmm. and the situation evolves around him. Right. He doesn't change, the world does. And that's not me saying that there is an issue with this. It's more me saying that he doesn't have a traditional character arc, and people seem to think he does. Yeah, you're right. There's, he's, he's not he's not doing much changing, but... Um... The world sure does change around him. He plants himself yeah. like a tree and says, no, you move. <laughs> the entire world must move. For Captain America, it would. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. I wouldn't, yeah. 
that's just an interesting I, thing I, that happens really, in that I movie. Was, yeah, I <laughs> you was must, really reaching. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you you were really struggling to find that second one, dude. Uh, I uh, I adore this movie. It might be one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. <laughs> it's very, very, very number one for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so are we doing ranking then? Oh, I've already done it. It's number one. <laughs> You didn't even read through our rankings so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Formula. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go. Yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the rankings? Oh, God. I thought you were going to do it. I don't have them. Okay. You got them. Currently, before Captain America takes the spot, uh, Iron Man 3 is number one. Mm-hmm. The Avengers is number two. Yep. Captain America, the first Avenger, is number three. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is number four. Mm-hmm. Number five is Thor. Number six is The Incredible Hulk. And then we have Thor the Dark World at number seven and Iron Man 2 at number eight. All right. So we put this at number nine. Absolutely not. Oh, one then. Number one. It's it's either the worst one or the best one, okay? It's true. It's true. It's either <laughs> There's the worst no middle the ground best. with the Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, no, Captain America the Winter Soldier is number one. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. coolest thing in the world. And until we get an actual Metal Gear movie, it will remain <laughs> the coolest thing in the world. Ah. Uh... Well, this isn't the podcast to talk about the progress of that movie. No, no, it's not. When's but, that podcast? We, do, we don't have the time for that. <laughs> but we will talk about Guardians of the Galaxy next week. Ah, oh, it's exciting. Yeah, it I is. Th- I thought we were going straight into Age of Ultron and I was a little bit sad, but then I was reminded, no, no Guardians is between these. Yeah, it is. Great. Fucking banger. I am not a recording, Fräulein. You are. You are a recording. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. There we go. But the real thing, the real thing is... Your birthright! <laughs> What's today? I forgot. That's, that's the real... That's the I real thing. I don't know how I forgot, but I did. Well, this has been a two hour and 40 minute podcast, so... Yeah. Hey, it's longer than the <laughs> film itself. Funny that. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, if you made if it you to made the end of this, far- this, you're a real one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Just like Renata. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank, you Stank. (laughs) 